Hello and welcome to Magic Mike's. We feel invincible, bitch. This is episode <laughs> 7, Battle in Seattle from 2007. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. Put your dick in a Chinese finger trap. It's time for Magic Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> well, with us today to put his dick in a Chinese finger trap, we have my co-host of the Watch of Throne podcast, because this is a movie with Charlize Theron and Channing Tatum. This is a super crossover edition Mike Man, resident historian. Resident Mike historian. Hello, Mike. Hey, you're gonna need a big finger trap. That's all I'm saying. Oh, wow. like an wow. arm-sized cement one. Ha ha ha. Oh, ha. exactly. An arm trap. Yeah. I think what we should describe what we're doing here today. This is a crossover edition of the podcast. Yeah. So the episode, aside from the intro, which is going to be, so it's a little bit of a teaser, is going to be the same episode on our Watch the Throne and Magic Mike's feeds. Which is the best so way to do this. Play yeah. all the games for both. We're going to do mailbag if there is mailbag for both. We're going to talk about Shannon. We're going to talk about Charlize. This is the episode that Joe has been waiting for because Joe and Mike and I <laughs> all love crossovers. Right, guys? I do. I'm a big yes. fan of crossovers. I, I genuinely love them. It's, you know, when television, when uh, the WB, I watch a lot of those shows. I love when they cross all the heroes over. Ooh. I feel like we're getting <laughs> one of those network crossover events, you know, uh, new ground. Yeah, Flintstones, new ground. Flintstones meet the Jetsons or something, right? Exactly. Yeah, the Munsters meet the Adams family. Did that Perfect. Happen? I don't know <laughs> if that happened. Yeah, not weird. Okay. Except instead of something good, we have something bad. Hey, hey, mm. hey. This is a terrible well, movie. Okay. It is. So, bad. <laughs> so, let's, so let's just start with that. Two things of note right up front. Number one, this is back-to-back Magic Mike's with resident historian Mike Manzi it on it. Oh. That's Take a drink. almost unprecedented in our history. I mean, I feel like New Ground should be on the drinking board because okay. I've been saying it for the Ooh. past few episodes. <laughs> yeah. Go to cageclub.me slash games to get our drinking game, drinking board, and our bingo board for Cage Club if you want to do that. Yeah. But the drinking game for me and Joe 2's podcast is at cageclub.me slash games. Oh, I also want to say up front here, we also have, we're on Instagram now. We are. Cage Club, or Instagram.com slash Cage Club Pod. Go check that out. And you might not know because if you don't make it to the end of the episode, we have email addresses for both shows. Watch at CageClub.me for Watch the Throne for Charlie Theron. And we have Magic Mikes at CageClub.me for Magic Mikes, the Channing Tatum podcast. So email us. Let us know what your thoughts. Yeah, email us why you turned it off in the first three minutes of this podcast if you made it that far. <laughs> that, I, I want to know. It's a great idea, Joey, to put the emails up front like that in case they don't make it. To oh the yeah, we, I, we, I, we I figured forgot, that. I out. forgot to send it to you. We uh, I got some uh, iTunes analytics this week, beta analytics, and turns out that Joe and my podcast are very popular, and no one listens deep into any of it. <laughs> People are interested in the content, but not in well, us. So yeah. that's that. Well, cool. I mean, I'm surprised I made it past the opening credits of this movie. I'm not sure if it was a YouTube video I, that this movie started with. We will get into it. The other thing I want to say, though, up front, this is something that I was messaging to Joe. This is something that Mike and I both knew going into this, because this is something mm-hmm. that we've talked about on multiple Watches and, the Thrones. Yeah, and this is, this is, this is to me, this is like the thing that has it's come out of. Okay, this I'm, is I'm like excited what to hear is, it. Like, I feel like there's like big sort of moments in Cage Club, Keanu Club, and like I've been waiting for when we're doing uh, Charlize, like, what's the, what's going to be the one thing that sticks out for me that I just yep. can't get my mind yep. around that's going to just yep. blow my mind? And, and yep. this is it. This is, what this, is this it? guy. Come on, this man. man is it. So here's, here's a little bit Stop of Stop blue-balling me here, so guys. <laughs> in this movie called 15 Minutes, Okay. Mike and I talked about it. We didn't have a guest on that episode. It's an episode It's an episode about Kevin Bacon kidnaps... No, no, that's um, not 15 Minutes. That's Isn't that Trespass? Oh, no, not 15 something? Minutes. We're talking yeah. about... Um, what's it called? 
I think it's Trespass. No, it's not Trespass. That's Nicolas Cage. But it was like that. That's why. Okay. Um, I want to say it's Abduction. God, it's Trapped. Okay. Trapped. Okay. okay. So in this movie called Trapped. Yes. Kevin Bacon kidnaps Charlize's kid. Charlize in the movie is married to this guy. When Mike and I are talking, he's like, this guy's a terrible actor. He's like, I can't believe... Well, how bad this guy is well, basically the lead of this movie. I, like like, I know he's bad, right? I like it, it, takes, it takes a lot, too, for me to really be like, yep. this is intolerable. Like, I yeah, can't I get it. You, he, yeah. Unless that movie is Waking Up in Reno. <laughs> so then, a couple movies later, there's another bad Charlie's movie called Head in the Clouds. It takes place in old-timey Italy. And there's another actor who's kind of the lead. And once again, he's terrible. And I'm like, Mike, you're not going to believe this. This guy is the same guy from Trapped. He's like, you have got to be kidding me. How does this who, guy keep getting work? Yeah, who would rehire him after seeing that last movie? Yeah, okay, okay. Either an episode or two ago, I think it was two episodes ago, we got an email from a fan yes, our in first. Italy, Angelica, I believe. Fan in, in Italy. Italy. That's right. An Italian yeah, fan. A, mm-hmm. Damn. It was our very, it's so far, it's our first and only fan email for the, yep. <laughs> over Watch the course of like three shows with me and Joe over yes. Club and, and she wrote and she's like you you do know who this guy is right and we're like no you know rhetorically because we're yeah. answering emails in real time yeah and she's like yeah he was Charlie Theron's longtime boyfriend we're like whoa so okay. this movie Directed by Stuart Townsend, Charlize's long-standing boyfriend. They had broken up by this point, I think, or about this point, or whatever. But this movie uh. is directed by a guy that Mike cannot stand as an actor. This is his <laughs> directorial debut. Well, I, I think his directing is probably a lot like his acting, I guess. I haven't <laughs> yeah, seen him act much. yet, but I can imagine that they're very similar. Well, it's his one and only directorial gig, and I think that I, speaks volumes. That, that makes perfect sense after you watch this movie. So it's a walk-off shot. Yeah he, yeah, he just cranks one, home run, just cleared it out like to kill a <laughs> mockingbird. He just wrote it and just was done. Okay. So after he dies, he's going to have his to set a watchman come out. Yeah. Or whatever that is. Yeah. Battle of a watchman. <laughs> oh, boy. So this movie, I don't oh, even know. Oh, can I say something? Can I say something? I just, I just realized Absolutely. something. We're talking about a movie called Battle in Seattle, and literally Rachel left today to go to Seattle. So she oh, is well. right now in Seattle battling for this movie. <laughs> She's uh, drinking coffee in the rain, right? I mean, to me, when I think of Seattle, I think of the movie Singles, and that's like the only thing that ever comes I've to never mind. seen that movie, but I can agree with the drinking coffee in the rain thing. I was in Seattle for three hours. It was sunny. It was delightful. Awesome. Cool. I want to go had, one day. Had tea instead of coffee. It's like the opposite of everything you've heard about Seattle. <laughs> so this is a movie. I want to just run down. Okay. We don't usually do this. This is more something that uh, we Kyle do, We need to do our first do. our first segment. But hold on. Hold on. Wait, before, oh, yeah. We it's a mashup, though. Yeah, so we got to... It's all new ground. All right. So. Let's do our Tatum Tots. And yeah. uh, I just want to say... I just want to say... I want to start with Tatum Tots, but I just want to say I want to refrain from Tatum Tots until Channing and Jenna figure their shit out. Because, Almost like, 100% of my news is fucking... Channing and Jenna. This week especially, Jenna has yes. been opening up about you know time during the wedding or t- time during the marriage, how she's been after the marriage. All, like it's yeah. So again, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I just wanted to say like we we acknowledge that there was a segment, and I just want to like be like okay, <laughs> we beat that horse for so fucking long now. It's over. I do want to see if I have any other uh, Tatum Tatum's tot. I saw something in the news. I wasn't 
I decided to Google Channing Tatum before we started and Ooh, check out. What and do you got? Go ahead, kick it to us, Mike. So, I got one too. Um, Go ahead. Since the divorce, he's been like practicing his artwork. Ooh. I think. Uh, oh, no. he has been painting some nude models. Yes. Yeah. Are they just so like? Maybe, do they all look uh, like Jenna Dewan? Because he's been so oh, lusty. They're like headless, and then he like cuts her head out of old photos and tags them <laughs> up. No, but I wonder if he's sort of trying to enter like a Franco phase of his career where he's like branching out into other mediums. He's like, I'm going to be a painter. Maybe I'll go do some stage play or I don't know. I'll Maybe. Write some music and put out a rock album. Maybe. That would be really cool. I, I would be happy to see that. But I really think this is just more of him being sad about Jenna leaving him, essentially. Today's news, today's biggest news story was 24 rare images of Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan before, during, and after their relationship. <laughs> Yeah, that's lame. I got a good one, though. Check this out. This is actually appropriate because uh, as of right now, um, I don't know if Joey uh, like had seen this article or not, but as of right now, the Cavs are in the NBA Finals as we're recording. I posted this article on the Cage oh, Club cool. Podcast Network feed, yes. Okay, well, New Line Cinema has acquired LeBron James and Channing Tatum's pitch titled Public Enemy. Yep. And what? so um, LeBron James could be working with Channing to make some kind of project. That Yeah. Dude, they should be the men in black. No, oh. as of right now, they're just—they're both producers. I don't think either has signed up oh. to act in it yet. Yeah. Okay, because LeBron's not bad. I saw, I've seen—I saw LeBron he was, was great in uh, the Amy Schumer movie, movie. Trainwreck. Yeah, um, and he's popped up other places, and he's very personable. I, I definitely could see him transitioning into like an actor. Yeah, it'll be. I think. I think it would be cool just to. It's cool for me just to know that they like know each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like enough to like have a project so that's cool and i'm happy with that and i will watch the basketball game later uh that's all the other tatum tops yeah. that i have because Same. everything else literally everything else is about jenna dewan exactly i still can't figure enough. out like how that dissolved because one article said like oh i i miss being married to him and the other article is like oh i'm having the time of my life not being married to him like i don't it's a weird confusing understand. relationship i agree like the breakup i mean the relationship seemed cool it's just like this breakup is just like confusing i i'm 100% with you, Mike. It's like uh, Dr. Armand. He's having the time of his life. <laughs> the time of his afterlife. Caesar's oh Castle. Free Dr. Armand. Um, okay, so this movie, I wanted to run down who's in it because... It's a lot. It, um, on it, paper, a lot. on paper, Although, this is a dope cast, to be honest. And it's not even a bad-sounding like flick, either. When I read the no. description, I was like, all right, I'll settle into this. Yeah. To be fair, most of the reviews for this are pretty positive on Letterboxd. The average really? is three, which is mm-hmm. not bad. There is one recent one I saw that Mike liked that's just like, the guy's like, how does it get such a stacked cast? I don't think this is really a stacked cast. It's like B-list stacked. Well, because, well, that's, but that's easier because Charlize is in it because her boyfriend is directing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got Channing on, before Channing is Channing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got Woody mm-hmm. Harrelson as, as an actual get. Mm-hmm. We have Michelle Rodriguez who, this is the same year, I think, as Fast and Furious, number four. So she yeah. died in that, quote-unquote, died in that to come here, I guess. Uh, Dexter's sister, Jennifer Carpenter, yep. in... Oh, that's how I knew her. What's probably, like, between seasons, like, three and four, maybe, of Dexter. But she's still not huge. No. We've got... Ray Liotta. Andre 3000. Andre 3000. Andre Outcast. I couldn't... Andre 3000, Raptor. Three stacks. Raptor. Yeah. Who's good in this? I, I like him. I think he's, like, yeah, one of the best characters, Django. honestly. Yeah. I thought his name was Turtle because he's dressed as Turtle, but... It was no, Django. He's Django. He's, yeah, he, J- Django. Which is before Django Unchained, right? So it's yeah. the... But there was an old-timey Django. Like, no, Django I know, Unchained but... Django Unchained is named after old Django. But that Django was, like, a white dude, so it was just kind of interesting how, like, he was ahead of... I don't know. <laughs> he was the first black you think, Django. You think Quentin Tarantino watched this movie and was like, that's what I'm going to name my movie after? Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Definitely top I think 10, so 2007. Yeah. 
And then I think the other person of note to name is Ray Liotta. Yep. What are you doing here? <laughs> don't know. Oh, did you get? Did you mention? Did you mention the um the fucking actor? The first anarchist in this movie is the same kid from the Skulls and from <laughs> uh, Cruel Intentions. Did you catch that one? Is it Martin Henderson? I don't know his name. Wait, the guy with like the who throws the brick through the window and they get into an oh, argument. Yes. Is that Wait, guy? no, that's not. That's a different guy. Yeah, his name is Joshua Jackson. No. Oh. No way. Joshua Jackson's not in this, is he? Yeah, he Go is. to the IMDb. Yeah, he is. He is. Get Ocean's Eleven, f- Scream 2, Cruel Intentions, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, Bucks, Cruel Intentions. So he has like a cameo as an anarchist with a cloth over his face? He was the first, yeah, he was the first anarchist when they get into that fight and he's like, it's all about violence. And he's like, it's yeah, not about yeah. violence. It's him. Whoa. I could tell from his eyes because of uh, Cruel Intentions. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that and I love <laughs> Fringe. Um, Why did you laugh so hard at that, Joey? What was so... I could tell by his I, eyes. What about the eyes? Just yeah. because you know you're staring into the eyes of Cruel Intentions. I was. You lo- he was in Cruel Intentions. Yeah. God damn it, uh, Mike. Where have you been? I don't know. He's the he's the gay kid in Cruel Intentions with the blonde hair. He's like oh, the second shit. male lead. Yeah. Oh. All right. If you like Cruel Intentions, check out Dangerous Liaisons. I think you'll, mm. you'll like that a lot. I think I've seen it. It's the original. I don't remember. Okay. But, so who is the lead dude? Like the main activist? No idea. Of all the people, like he needs no to idea. be famous. Like, main dude guy. is Martin Henderson, who apparently is the male lead in The Ring. Oh, huh. he's, he's the one in The Ring when, like, when like the movie seems like it's gonna end, and these like you know cigarettes, like those will kill, or you're gonna die soon. When he buys the cigarettes, oh. now I remember. Oh, and he sees the yeah. weird. Vision in the uh, store yes. camera. Yes. Oh, that dude, huh? That that's who I think it is. Huh. I'm not sure, but I think now that you said that, that's what my brain is triggering. So I think it should have been Stuart Townsend. He should have starred mm. and directed. And... I kept thinking somebody was him, and I was like, no, these guys are all like slightly better actors than him. <laughs> Full on Tommy Wiseau style. He's just like I wrote, directed, dude, acted in, produced. You nailed it. He's like a. He's probably like a really good looking <laughs> Tommy Wiseau who talked Charlize Theron, who like really charmed her and <laughs> managed to like somehow craft a career as a parasite off of her. Oh, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Harsh. Oh, he is good looking. He kind of looks like Enrique Iglesias a little bit. I just Googled him. Dude, he was Lestat. He was like, he replaced Tom Cruise as like Interview with a Vampire in the sequel. So like, they got, you know what I mean? Like, he's like, super good looking dude or whatever. Jake Gyllenhaal. What are you talking about? You're talking about Stuart Townsend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The other thing I wanted to say about Martin Henderson is he's also like ninth or 10th build in Wind Talkers. So that's cool. special significance to us here on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Yeah, nice. check out the extended cut of Wind Talkers if you're going to watch it. I think it's better. And in the auto commentary, Kate shouts out Johnny Ramone, too. So that was pretty Hell cool. yeah. So I don't know where to begin with this movie. This movie is about... Let's start at the uh, very beginning. It, well, I don't really want to go through it because I, I, know. I don't... I just want to like hi- give my highlights of it, but starting sure. with the beginning, that look well, like... Well, the movie starts out Got saying, it. while this film is inspired by real events, the characters in it are fictional. Because you need yeah. to know that. Like, you couldn't tell from, like, how shitty the story is, but go ahead. Yeah, because you have to craft a story around an incident, you know? I mean, it's basically about an incident. In 1999, there was a peaceful protest that turned into a riot, and they were protesting the World Trade Organization. I mean, there's really, it's so clear, cut, and dry. Like, that's really it. And this movie is the protest. Have you guys ever, like, been in a a riot-type situation like this? No. No. The closest I've come to it was, like, Lollapalooza, but it wasn't riotous. No, yeah, that's not riotous. You know, but it got kind of scary because everybody was so compacted and you yeah. know you couldn't really move and stuff no I, i've never protested to i give those protesters a lot of credit you know i don't want to make light of like what they do and stuff but 
um, I just don't know if they were portrayed ex- very accurately in this film. Yeah, I don't know either because I'm not part of the ra- like the protest community, but I have seen this firsthand because they had a G20 summit in Pittsburgh and okay. it was literally like watching this movie but just like live and in the streets like up the street Damn. from my house they would just like you know come through tear gas then those guys would throw it back the fucking bandanas breaking windows you know gas march- masks gas masks marching the whole like pour the milk on your eyes when they tear gas you or whatever or like whatever shit they had in their thing and it was like a whole three days worth of them arguing about this and doing this, so I feel like what's difficult about this movie is that, like, if you're not like familiar yes. with this kind of thing, yes, the opening three minutes feels like homework. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. here's the history of GAT. GAT doesn't isn't I don't think GAT exists anymore, which became the WTO, the World Trade yep. Organization. It starts with World War II. Like, it, it gives you like <laughs> sixty years of history in two and a half minutes. Yes, and I was thinking for a different podcast that we do, Joe, we just did the Big Short, where that one is. I mean, it's a whole movie, but like. You never feel overwhelmed by information. True. You feel like it's it's walking you through, and they even point out like this is fucking complicated. Like this is really really complicated. <laughs> yes. Here it's like, hey, you probably already know this, but just 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 so we're on the same page, let's jam this facts, the jam these facts down your throat, and it's like. Oh, no. Like, this is way too much. Yeah, I agree. The beginning also starts out, it f- kind of felt like to me that it was a Maximum Joseph, uh, like, intro. Ooh, right? Like, I like doesn't it. it. Doesn't it feel like the, like, waif style, like, the WTO, like, screen, screen, screen. And, like, <laughs> yep. and I was like, oh, man, like, Maximum Joseph probably got a lot of inspiration from this. Because <laughs> the, the beginning is cool. Like, I think the, the presentation of it, not like the actual, like, not what it's saying, but how it's saying it is like, it's high bad. energy. It yeah. feels sort of like, you know, Zef breaking down, like, the perfect BPM for your body. That's what like, I said, yeah, that's what it reminded is, me yes, of. Yes, exactly. See, I mean, to me, it felt like a YouTube propaganda video. Like, Ooh. Oh, this whole thing is. Yeah, yeah I mean, it. the whole movie is, that's what my issue is. Like, I've just, like, there deserves to be a honest and sort of like um even movie about like what it's like to be an actual protester but this is so lopsided and this opening sequence thing like yeah man it's just like so over the top i mean between the guy's voice i mean it sounds like he's saying the world's gonna end in five minutes (laughs) you have two minutes to live you have a minute and a half to live you're about to die like that it's just like he's trying it's scare tactics right off the bat like this and it's very confusing because it's just piling info on info and it's like this the world trade center and then it almost like sounds like voices are they're not but it sounds like voices start overlapping information on top of information is that i just get so lost by the end of this i wish it just wasn't in here because i feel like we could get the whole point of the wto is bad just throughout the course of the movie like yeah. all this information could be dealt out throughout the course of the movie I it agree. really just i was against it Right after the opening credits, unfortunately, even though I'm not going to say like it's a total loss, but like, yeah, the major loss of points right here at the opening. I think I described this movie as softcore protest porn because that's what it reminded (laughs) me of. It's just so much 
loosely glorified protesting where like everything nothing nothing really bad happens to the protesters right yeah it was it was an interesting thing yeah i think what they it's funny too because like uh at one point the focus even shifts from like how good the protesters are to how evil the cops are or in the national guard and then it's just like yeah the uh the people who end up getting hurt the most are the civilians caught in the crossfire where's captain america when we need him (laughs) civilians it just starts feeling like super self-righteous to me and i don't i mean if you're gonna you have to at least present things fair and balanced like especially an issue this this like sensitive i feel like the point of this movie aside from saying the wto is evil and you know cops can be evil and you know fascist you all pigs, respect man. the planet or whatever i feel like it also at one point feels like hey like we're all the same like we're just people man because like there's times like you, it's hard for me to tell <laughs> yeah throughout much of this movie if people are cops or protesters by the end you sort of know but like for a while you're like i don't know if these people are good or bad and like mm-hmm. what even is good man well, yeah, I, I feel like that is, like, the sort of hippie sort of mentality of, like, the protester side, which is, you know, a valid thing, you know, the pe- the whole peaceful protesting. Like, we get that, and then we get, like, the anarchists, you know, every everybody's represented here, the good, the bad, the ugly and stuff, but it just starts to be like, um, yeah, if we could all just, like, eat more vegetables or put down our guns and, like, hug each other, and it's like, oh, I don't know, like, when you get that sappy and try and be that, like, heavy-handed, it negates a lot of what you're trying to get across from me. Like, I can't take the rest of you seriously. You know, I can't take your issue seriously if you're not presenting it to me like I'm an adult. I don't know. I, you know, like, I feel like I'm almost being pandered to at, at points. I can get it. I, I can see it for sure. It's just annoying. It's just, ugh. So <laughs> let us, let's, um, let's break down who our two guys are. So we have, we have Channing Tatum is like sort of like a spunky rookie cop. He works in the same squad or platoon or whatever division as Woody Harrelson. He's this guy who like basically wants to just go bash skulls and just take the law into his own hands. He is fully tatted up in this, shirtless in one scene. Wait, think... Channing was shirtless? When was he shirtless? How did I miss so, that? So, okay, there is the most jarring cut in this movie. I rewound it to make sure it's him, and it is him. <laughs> okay, so okay. So, the first time we see So, him... it's not like I missed... It's not like even Joe just missing it. It's, like, No, this is, this is horribly edited. It's like, really bad. Yeah, okay. So, there's one shot of Channing, shirtless, big chest tattoo, tattoos down both arms, walking to his locker in the beginning. We cut to Woody Harrelson walking into the locker room, Cut back immediately, Channing in full riot gear. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, what? And okay. I rewound, I'm like, is that two different people? But no, there's three people in the locker room. There's Woody who just walked in, there's Channing Tatum, okay. and there's a third guy that Channing hits, like, with his, you know, jokingly hits with his, like, riot stick in the back or whatever. Okay. And I was like, it's like, is this two different people? But no, it's just Channing going from shirtless and exactly what we're looking for to fully clothed immediately. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Major yeah. bummer. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, this for me was disappointment number one is when I saw Channing was going to be like behind a helmet the whole movie so I couldn't see his face and, you know, all that kind of thing. I was like, oh, man, don't make him a riot gear cop covered in armor and stuff. I was hoping he would have been the main guy. Like, I thought, like, he could have... 
pulled that off. He could have been the, you know, like the tree-hugging guy whose brother died. I wanted him to be the the main anarchist. I wanted him to play the fucking um <laughs> Joshua Jackson. <laughs> the Joshua Jackson role. But like, you know, I wanted I thought that he was going to be like the leader of the anarchists and it was going to be like him versus the guy that nobody knows who he is versus Woody Harrelson and they were going to be like a three-way combination but instead they just like copped out because when we first see him we see him as like an anarchist and he like goes into the crowd and I'm like okay cool like he's going to be like the head of that crew but it turns out well, that's not when we first see him when do we first see him before that yeah, that's like on day, yeah that's, yeah, that's like day that's two later. you missed I guess you missed the whole beginning with him he and Woody Harrelson go out to the streets and that's when he's like you know, oh. we don't need luck. The only people who need luck are these fucking tree huggers. Like he's cop to the bone. Oh, like, yeah. No, I missed that part to too. Bash skulls. Yeah, he's, he's a super there. bigot. He's like, yeah. fuck these hippie scum yeah. and oh. all this stuff. And his wow. his commanding officer's like, hey, chill, man. He's like, well, I got an idea. Like, why don't you just like put on some skivvy, some civvies and go get us some more gas yeah. grenades? So he has to like do that. Before he like, yeah, before mission. he does that, the police chief or whatever, his intention is do not arrest people. And he's even like, so you're, you're telling me that like if somebody oh, yeah. is breaking the law in front of me, I'm just not supposed to arrest them? They're like, yeah. So then that's when they're like, yeah, put on the civilians, go on plain clothes. Then he goes undercover and he just starts like rioting and like fighting against the cops. <laughs> fighting, well, cool. I think he gets, I, I think it's a little more, it, that to me felt a little more complex where he was like, I'm, I have to blend in. I can't give myself away necessarily. And I trapped in this crowd. And so he just sort of, it feels, it felt to me like he just sort of um, was doing that to be undercover. And then the sure. cops don't know he's a cop. Yeah. And so they just come and bash his head in. But also this movie doesn't do complex well. Like, Not no, 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 no. It, I, I totally understand. Like it plays as if in that moment he has felt the power of the people and it's yep. transforming him and, and everything and like he's now a protester and i was like you have got to be shitting me like that can't be what's happening no no that's only that's only reserved for the news girl (laughs) sorry that storyline exists yeah later that actually (laughs) happens with with the news lady i couldn't believe it like they do do that they just don't do it with channing's character he goes back and he explains like i got caught inside like enemy lines and stuff but I are you guys talking it. about gene on the scene gene on the scene yeah <laughs> going to the battle in seattle with gene on the scene and then she cut to her and just has tape over her mouth and like oh my god cut her feed cut her feed <laughs> yeah it's such a it's such a jarring like juxtaposition yeah that's what this so back to channing whatever but like they, they use a lot of these like they'll be like okay like she's kind of questioning what the protesters are doing and then she's instantly a protester like there's no like transitions she is straight up like running up to rioters going like why are you rioting what's your problem with society like why don't you like rich people and then like the end of the movie she's getting arrested (laughs) like laying down in front of the street and stuff it's like insane her arc in this movie it's just and and like you said like it feels like there's just a scene i missed where she had an epiphany. Apparently I missed a bunch of scenes, so, like, I, I'm just gonna pretend in my head that, like, there's a lot of great nuance that I missed throughout this movie. No, there's no nuance. <laughs> okay. No, I mean, you missed text. You, there's, there's no subtext you missed, but like, it sounds like you missed a whole bunch of text. <laughs> okay, that works for me. So, the other person of note in this film is Charlize, for, for our purposes, Charlize, married to Woody Harrelson, pregnant, expecting a baby. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, I think, Mike, since Astronaut's Wife, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Works in retail here, so I think this is the worst job she's ever held. Oh, Ooh, definitely. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. She's got, like, a boss who just loves... Like, 
It seems like her biggest <laughs> problem in life is that her boss likes to speak in other languages. Like, he just is, like, this, you know, yuppie guy who... Like, this whole thing is, like, the yup, the haves versus the have-nots. And, like, it she's is. Clearly, yeah. She's not it, a have, but she's closer... She, like, works for the haves, yeah. basically. Dude, it's so funny. At one point, like, especially at her job, it feels like this movie takes place in, like, the year 3007, where, like, <laughs> society has diverted into, like, two strictly like have like you said just the haves and have nots and like <laughs> we're getting a glimpse into like the one percent and like it's just insane like the this scene is like it's basically the same scene is like in land of the dead when the zombies attack and like the rich people have to run from their shopping mall and the safety of their home it's just so funny to me it just played more like a scene at an eon flux or something like that it is not good i can tell you that much for so, sure yeah so we see her i honestly think she's like one of the most useless characters in this movie I, mm-hmm. like even though she has like one of the, like the most major like pivotal things happen to her right they blow their load real early with that okay like yeah. that's like pretty early in the movie we don't really get any resolution of it and like of the side stories no now that i think about it, like you need her for woody harrelson and stuff like that but still it's just like a wacky ass all of these side story characters that like parallel the just riot are just so terrible. Well, you you need you know her you you know that like when the movie starts and she and Woody are like expecting a baby and everything is good, like something's gonna happen to them. And I yes. thought she was gonna get killed in the riots mm. and she was gonna be like a single mom. Okay, but, you know she's having these like thoughts. Basically, I'm not ready if I'm ready to have a kid yet or not because she wants to like well, they have fix her that. friend get knocked up. Yeah, and then her mm-hmm. friend's like, No, I'm going on I'm going on vacation. Like fuck that. Like I'm not gonna have kids. Like, I'm gonna go on vacation. And Charlie's like, I don't know if I'm ready for this next chapter of my life. All this different stuff. Thirty five minutes into the movie she gets hit with a nightclub nights a nightstick in the belly and has a miscarriage right there on scene like on screen bloody bloody she like a police officer too yeah yeah and they catch they capture it on live news the gene on the scene and her cameraman are there filming this and like oh my god like look at this that's probably the moment where she yes yeah but then the cameraman gets maced because these cops are losing their minds and it's like, oh, wow, this is terrible. And then Charlize goes to the hospital, and that's sort of like the end of her character yep. the rest of the movie. That's her four just, right there. It's it. pregnant, yep. not pregnant, in the hospital, done. That like We see her like once or twice again, but it's pretty much like we just see Woody Harrelson go to visit her, and he's sad, and then that's about it. Well, that's the. Uh, there's one more thing they try and wedge in, which I agree, there's just no time to explore any of this to the degree that it deserves. Because um, it's just... It, uh, I don't think, like, this is a thing that they should have thrown away so frivolously. But they try to do this thing where, like, okay, you know, she was attacked by a cop in riot gear, and then her husband shows up, and he's a cop in riot gear. So she's, like, yeah. triggering and having, like, she can't be near her own husband, and she's going into, like, panic mode and stuff. Like, PTSD, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I feel like that's interesting. It but, is. Like, this would be a good she, movie. She, Any of these side stories yeah. alone would have been a good movie. Like, if we could have right. got just Charlize and Woody Harrelson or just Woody Harrelson and Channing and like Channing's evolution or just like the anarchist or like anything yeah. but them trying to conclude everything it's just way overextended what bothers me even more so is how it's so lopsided leaning toward the protesters and they don't really have more to say all we're getting is a lot more of like oh look at uh, what a protester does like it's just they camp out in yeah. tents in warehouses and they eat canned food and they talk about uh, saving the whale and all this shit and it's like okay like I feel that like we get that uh, I, there's enough of that like yes. let's balance this shit out you know like, there's a I lot just, of I... chanting there's a lot of chanting in the movie <laughs> 
And I'm yeah. like, okay, I get that you guys have organized chants, but like, we could do something way cooler. And, and everybody's like, I don't, you know, this one guy, the leader, like, we get his backstory like three fucking times. Like, I get it. Like, uh, <laughs> yes, we do. Your, your brother, you know, like your brother. The, they could have you know, cut out the whole brother the thing. They could have cut out the entire brother backstory with the forest, and they could have just been the lead protester, and he would have been yeah, fine. Yeah, all you needed to know about that guy, he had two strikes against him, one more, and he was, you know, going to go to jail yep. for good. Uh, that's all the setup he really needed you know michelle rodriguez all she needed is this is her sort of this is her first time with this group of letty yeah letty letty dies in fast and furious and then goes to protest (laughs) she's actually pretty good in this i mean for what she has to do like i've not seen a lot of range from michelle rodriguez in those fast and furious movies i love what she's doing in those movies but she's whoa 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 whoa, no i'm just saying like she has her tender moments but for the most part she's really she's just i can agree she has no range in the movies yeah that makes sense in this movie you see this is not Letty whatsoever. Like this isn't yeah. the girl from Resident Evil. This is a completely different performance and I really like that from her in this movie and so like there's something that was redeeming about it. I was like, okay, like I like Michelle Rodriguez from other stuff. She's actually working here. I can't believe this. Like I'm not laughing at her like I'm laughing at Ray Liotta, unfortunately. Like he's trying his damnedest, but like he is just what are you doing? Ray Liotta feels understand. like he's ca- he's like trying to dig this movie out of the like the garbage, well, right? It just doesn't feel like he's being directed to me is what <laughs> it is. Like that's the mostly like he just doesn't to me it feels like a guy who's not making clear-cut choices because he's not being told clearly what to do. I just feel like he doesn't track at all throughout this movie. I did. I do like some things in this, though. Unfortunately for Charlize, I gotta say, this, I think, might be her worst performance I've seen so far. I yeah. have to say, I've loved her in even bad movies I liked her in and stuff, but like, I don't feel like she's doing a good job here, and I don't feel like it's her fault. I just feel like well, she's yeah, not like- giving good direction. I don't think she's bad. I just think that the script has given her absolutely nothing to do. Like, there's just nothing for her to work with. I don't think she's objectively bad. I, I think agree. It's just... I think the writing is pretty bad. That's it. Like, she, her character's, too, her no? character's shallow, as um, a lot of the characters are. Yeah, because he know. also... Stuart Townsend also wrote this movie. Oh, yes. my God. It's the only thing yeah. he's ever written, too, so... That makes sense. Tommy Wiseau, yeah. man. You know, obviously, lots of actors and actresses are in relationships in real life, and, you know, they are also in relationships in movies, but I was thinking, like, it's weird to cast your girlfriend or your wife or whatever girlfriend in a movie... And then have her be married, affectionate on screen with a man, be pregnant, then have a, have that baby have a miscarriage. Like, yeah. you know, like you know, it's just like not the baby, like have, have yeah. a miscarriage. Like, why are you doing this to your wife? Like, what? What? Yeah, that's not yeah. the role that I would have picked for Rachel in this movie. I would have made her Jean on the scene right. or something cool, right? Yeah, that's that's very baffling. Like, what is his intention? And then you know, what is his sort of like frame of mind like there's something subconsciously going on there i mean if they had broken up at this point i guess i get it a little more you know like he wants to yeah. his ex-girlfriend through the ringer or something i mean i'm not i'm not saying that's cool by any means it's not cool yeah but it's very strange it just feels like he had the full support of all of his friends and family and they were just like okay like let's just all rally behind him this is his one shot like let's just you know maybe if he makes this movie it'll you know, keep him quiet and he won't yep. bother us anymore. I don't enjoy making fun of him or this film because I feel like it's trying to actually talk about important things. It's just not doing it well. I feel like, you know, you need like a seasoned director to tackle this type of issue. You need like a very you know, veteran writer to really dig into this and come up with 
some kind of backstory and you know side story that fits that works that is more that relates more to what we're watching you know I don't know but yeah I just don't feel like the talent was there you should have started off with something much smaller than this yeah I can see, I could definitely agree with that so what do you guys do like about the movie not much what do you mean, like, what do you mean? Um, like there's there's okay, some likable so things in this movie I like that it's a Christmas movie it's a Christmas that movie. Was <laughs> yes, that was when? insane to me the whole time. Like, well, it's, it's November and December. There's Christmas okay. music. There's Christmas songs a couple times to play. They're okay. talking about Christmas at work. Like, it's it's weirdly just jammed in there as a Christmas movie. Weird. Okay, I missed that part too. I definitely watched you, this movie. I did. Did but, you? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just like I I was, I was just hung up on trying to follow the storyline. I just missed a lot of back shit. I guess. I watched it like two days ago, and I still remember pretty well what I do like. I like Andre 3000. He's um, great. It's cool to see him acting. I agree. He's really good. Every time he was on screen, I was just like, oh, yes. Good. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's working. And I actually like some of the riot reenactment stuff. Like, that shit started to feel pretty gritty and raw and real and stuff. Okay, but, cool. I agree, and I like that they cut in the the scenes from it. Like they would show you it and then cut yeah, in. Yeah, I don't like, like that. I don't like that. You I didn't think like to it? an ex- I no. think it worked to an extent. It mismatched a bit too much. I think like you know the if I don't know if the TV footage it was 1999, you know standard yeah. definition TV footage, and then this HD movie footage. So it didn't really match well. But but I was kind of impressed with some of the street scene choreography and and the marching and stuff. But cool. I just felt like maybe there was too much of that. Like, Mike, I do think that he there is good action in this movie. Like, I think there are real moments of, not necessarily suspense. I think that there's good moments. Like, when Charlize gets hit in the stomach, it's, like, it's horrifying. It's like, jarring. Is, it's jarring, yes. for sure. I agree. And I think, you know, when that guy, when Joshua Jackson, whoever, throws, like, that newspaper stand through the through their you know the retail window and yes. she gets scared like there yeah. are moments here where it's just like loud and in your face i think that's good i just can't abide the fact that it is so in your face like there is you know there's talk about like slanted documentaries and stuff like this is like there's just no time given to the other side at all you know no. what I mean? like, it's just everything is so firmly ham-fisted that what is good is suddenly drowned out by, like, cutting to the Starbucks CEO. I mean, this obviously happened in real oh, life, dude. but he's just like, you know, I that can't was... believe we have to shut down our stores in the holiday season. Like, that's the real injustice here. And, like, yeah, yeah that's a terrible yeah. thing to say, but, like, that's also just exactly more, you know, propaganda for your cause. Like, it's just everything that happens like that. I'm just like, oh, God, come on. Would this would this yeah. movie have worked a lot better if this guy would have just made a documentary about it instead of using, like, a fictional storyline to do it? I think so. This movie doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like an agenda or something like that. Yeah, like, you know, I think so, like too. It, yep. There's no real story. Like, it doesn't... It's not a movie, almost. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean? Like, it isn't. Uh, I don't know. I feel kind of weird saying that, but, like, there's something off about it in that way that it just... It, it's, it's not a documentary, like, but it's not a drama either, so it's, like, somewhere Yeah, it's, in between. like, in this weird middle zone, somehow, of... It's media, for sure. Which, <laughs> which is weird, because, like we said, we just did The Big Short, which does that kind of so well, right? Like, it incorporates, yeah. like... The history and like kind of the other scenes of it it's using real people too at least yep. you know what i'm saying it's trying to say like at least you know it's doing a dragnet thing the names have been changed or whatever but like at least it's saying these are the players we're not even getting the pl- we have the mayor but it's like they made up a mayor for this movie you know like ray Liotta is not playing the mayor of seattle proper it's like this isn't 
a version of that. So even he isn't real, which is weird because he's the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like the one character they're trying to portray as like an actual person that was there. And yet we've created him. And so I don't know. Yeah, I don't like this movie very much at all. That's, okay, so let me tell you some of my favorite. <laughs> let me tell you some of my favorite parts of this movie. Okay. One, Andre 3000's horrible turtle shell joke. Where okay. he tells the story of the turtle shell. It's like a little bit of like, you know, like this is like our departure. We get that like weird, you know, moral story in the middle of it, right? That like a lot of directors like to use. Um, and he's talking about like the turtle got lost mm-hmm. and the shell got broken. That's why the turtle shell is like, you know, has all these things on it. Because when you put it back together, you're stronger. But then at the end, he throws in like a super pita joke and he's like <laughs> and she's like what happened to the turtle afterwards and he's like they made him into an ashtray and i was just like where the fuck did that come from like super agenda <laughs> and a, like a terrible joke at the same time i was like who cleared this all i could keep thinking of during that scene even though i, I do like andre's performance in this but that you're right that story is just like i was like what is the hell is he talking about it reminded me of the nice guys when uh <laughs> when russell crowe's talking about the guy drowning and he sees nixon and and Gosling's just like, are you just trying to say, like, there's two ways to look at something? Like, why couldn't you just say that? Like, why, why do you have to do this like, whole story? Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's perfect. I didn't put those two together. But, yeah, that's exactly how I felt during it. And the other thing that I liked that I don't know if you guys caught it or not, but this is something I did catch, which is, like, at the end when they're doing the, like, when Dexter's sister is doing like the outside like chanting so that they can hear them in the jail they're holding up a sign and on the sign somebody snuck in the hatchet man from icp on the sign what? so yeah like it, i i tagged it it's like at 119 in the movie and like it really looks like they have like the icp hatch you know what i'm talking about right insane clown posse yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like you know yeah, like the, uh, they're like logo like the guy with like the hatchet you know this thing that they all wear I'm, I'm aware that uh, I'm aware of their yeah I didn't notice it in the movie but that's it's like that, on the sign they're like holding a big sign behind Dexter's sister and like in the right side of it it looks so like that's not like, like the Guy Fox mask like it's not a symbol of like protesters do you think someone like snuck that I think there was a fucking the juggalo in the movie and was like I'm gonna put this <laughs> thing in there and that makes me really oh, happy like I love that yeah I hope I hope that's what it is that's, that's what I saw Shaggy I get too dope yeah exactly fucking magnets what do they do and so like i was hoping that that was it and then the last thing that i like about the movie my favorite thing that what what are you sending us the hatchet man hatchet man yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, this is this is what i think i saw in the movie the last thing that i do like about the movie for us specifically is that channing actually is a good guy at like the end he's the guy that like saves the protester from getting beat up by woody harrelson so we have good guy chan at the end, like, you know, near the end of the movie, and he, like, saves this guy from getting murdered by Woody Harrelson. So, that was, those were my three, those are my three favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, and Woody Harrelson, too, like, goes and apologizes to that dude. It's weird how, like, they both become, like, good at the end. I wish that was a little more I wish I would have completely explored. flipped, right? It would have been much cooler if, One of like, them at least. If, like, no, Channing came around and was, like, a really good cop, and, like, Woody Harrelson was like, no, like, I'm just gonna fight these protesters like all of them because they hurt my wife like that would have been a really cool role reversal that would have been excited about that it would have been cool if like one of the cops became the protester and then at the end a protester like you see him walk into the police academy and he's like i'm gonna be a cop oh i think that would have been the (laughs) dumbest thing in the world no that would have been better than this well this is already the dumbest thing in the world (laughs) okay and last last thing i have to say about this movie you guys can talk about whatever you want but when they have the scene like at the end the third world countries are 
bitching, right? <laughs> that they're like not getting representation. That nothing's changed. That, that nothing's yeah. changed. They're in a. They're in like you know that that room, and it's like a circle. They're all sitting around it, and I was really hoping that someone just yelled battle and the battle bots drove out from in between the things <laughs> and they just had like a battle bot showdown like in the middle of the circle and i was like yes this is the arena and that's it what i was hoping great. for i would i would love that but alas it is kind of amazing though how many times they say the titular line in this movie it's like oh, we're now going yes. to the battle in seattle and they now do. back to the battle in Seattle. I wrote that down the first time. I was like, oh, this is like a big deal. And then they say it. When they said it the second time, I was like, oh, this is no longer a big deal. Like, this is just going to be... <laughs> and then, like, you know, times three and four and five, just like, oh, okay, it's just... That's just what it is. Got it. Mm. Okay. I was uh, 19 in this when this was... I don't remember hearing about... I mean, if I... I, I don't, don't remember this at all. I don't whatsoever. remember this at all. Nope. Don't remember it. Yeah. I thought for I sure... Remember, th- what this reminds me of is the... Remember, like... I think it was like 2012, maybe. There were those riots in Vancouver. And I don't remember nope, what don't those remember were those about. Either. The only thing I remember about those is there was that really iconic picture of the couple like laying on the ground making out while <laughs> yeah, the city better, burned yeah. around them. Don't you remember, remember that, that either. I remember that. That, nope. that, that rings a bell. But, but this doesn't. I think I was maybe, I don't know, my mind was blown from the Matrix that year, so nothing else was getting through me. <laughs> if you search Vancouver Riot Kiss, do you remember that picture, Joe, or no? It's from 2011. Let me check it out. Uh, nope, don't remember it. Oh, oh right, sh- that was after the Canucks lost the Stanley Cup. Oh, really? Yeah, the city went nuts. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Blame yeah, the Canada. Canada. And, the, and the Cup, the, the city was just like, we're going to burn it down. <laughs> that and makes these, sense. this couple was just making out. I re- in 2004, I went up to Ottawa for a turntable competition. And oh. I, rem- I remember uh, like the Devils were playing that night, and I was so nervous like showing my ID around that I was from... Like, not just America, but, like, I was from New Jersey. <laughs> like, was it just a random thought, game, or was it, like, a playoff game? I think it was a playoff game. It was a pretty... The, the town was pretty rowdy that night. It was really cool. It was a lot of fun. That's a beautiful city. Super clean. Yeah. Um, That's a lot but of But, yeah, I, you know, Canada takes their hockey seriously. I mean, everyone who's into hockey takes it seriously. So. Truth. As you guys know that I like hockey, so... Uh, sure that's, do. That's all I have to say about cool. the movie. I think that we've covered everything that we can without beating it. We put it. more thought into this than Stuart Townsend did. I think so. And that's always our goal is to just, like, we gave it an honest shot, and uh, that's that's all I got left. So Well, so so here's how, so how do we want to do these? Do you want to do all the Charlize games first and then all the Channing? Or do you want to do, like, two Channing and then a Charlize? Because there's more Channing stuff to do than Charlize. How do we want to yeah. do this back half of the podcast. You pick. We only have the one Charlize game tonight, right? Or are we going to play two? Are we going to do well, the old I mean, one we have and the awards, debut the new one? You know, oh, we, right, have we have the awards, awards. Okay. segment and everything. We can do the awards together. So yeah, we'll start with the Charlize game and then we can do all the chanting stuff and we'll go to the cool. awards at the end for both. Okay, okay. So right, Joe, right. this is a game I was saying to you a little bit before we started recording. Yeah, that, I'm excited now. You know, Mike and I have done three games so far in Watch the Throne. You played one of them. You played the it, first was the, it was the replace the people, right? It was recast. recast. Yep. Yeah, recast. Yeah. Okay. Then after ten episodes, we did the pitch a sequel game where we're like hey I, did, we're I think making i did that too seattle 2 i think i did that too at some point i thought you were, were you, weren't you only on trial and error would you back or no no i oh but my i God, feel you like on trial and error that's right yep. <laughs> and yesterday was the anniversary of the day yep. that charlize broke down on the side of the road and decided to live where she her car broke down <laughs> oh it was that's awesome yep i didn't know that so the, maybe, maybe I, no but we about talked about it game. yeah you talked about it yep. you talked about it go ahead so then the, le- the thing we've been doing for the last seven episodes we're not doing tonight we're linking five charlize movies together like if they're 
characters. Oh, so just like one storyline, through line. Basically, yes. Okay, yeah, like I get it. Like a United Universe. What we're going to try tonight is the first time we're playing on Watch the Throne. It's a game that, in a sense, that I was thinking I want to do for, in a way, for Too Fast, Too Forever, when we get to the pit stops. Okay. But we're going to try it here on Watch the Throne. So this episode comes out on the Watch the Throne feed on Friday, June 8th, okay? My birthday. Thank you. Your birthday. Oh, we cool. will be in Orlando. We will. We will be in Orlando, too. That's right. Family. Family. It's going to come out on the uh, Magic Mike's feed on Monday the 11th. Anyway. Okay. The game that Mike and I are going to play, maybe for the rest, because I think this could be fun. We're going to see if it is fun or not. On June 8th, in theaters, Ocean's 8 is the big release. How would Channing and Charlize from this movie Ooh. fit into the Ocean's universe? Oh, can I go? Can I go first? This is really obvious. Yeah. Well, we're all gonna we're all gonna have ideas unless you you know rock the boat here and like just dominate, like <laughs> blow it away here the first one, which you might. But go ahead. Channing is a supercomputer voice. Oh, I love it. That they need it. to use to like break into the thing. Charlize will be the female cop that's not part of the team but lets them get away. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I mean, putting her part of the team with the Ocean's 8 that's being all women is too easy for me. Sure. So I think that we give her, she's like, you know, ch she's chief of police is what she is. And she, oh, like, oh. sees the girl gang and she's like, you bitches killed this. And then walks away. <laughs> so what I was thinking, I, I love that. I love both of those. What I was Good. thinking what we could do for Too Fast, Too Forever is when we have a pit stop to tie it back into Too Fast, Too Forever, like, say we watch Spring Breakers, it's like, Kay. how could we tie the Spring Breakers world down to the fast I love this idea. This is this is a great idea. This was a fun game, and I'm down to I'm cool. down to play it. So so now, for, for my takes here and how Kay. to link these to the world of Oceans, I mean, Mike, we already saw Channing Tatum in Oceans 7-Eleven in Logan Lucky, so we know that yes. he can pull off a heist. Yes. I'm going to say I have this, draw, I have this real feeling... Mike and I, I don't want to just straight up copy Ocean's Twelve, but I think oh, Channing. I think we have the same idea. Would be Holy a shit. great Julia Roberts esque. Yes. Like, oh my God, you look exactly like Channing Tatum. And he's like, and he's just like some like country bumpkin. Oh my God, uh, dude. Joe, have you seen Ocean's Twelve or no? Yeah, a long time ago. So in that okay. movie, I don't know if you remember, but so Julia they, Roberts. They always plays... they make this joke that she looks like Julia, like his wife yes. looks just like Julia Roberts. Yes, I. And get then it. they, uh, who who is it? Like what actor? Uh, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce shows Willis up? shows up and like. She freaks out. So, like, it's Julia Roberts playing a character, Tess, that looks like Julia, Julia Roberts. Yes. Yeah. 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 In, in this the like, real world. So, yeah. I think Channing Tatum could be a perfect, you know, just like a, a, a southern dummy. Oh, you look exactly like you know who we're talking about. And just somehow he gets involved into their scheme. He winds up in a strip club. Like, yes. they need to use him as, like, a fake. They're like, mm -hmm. it, he looks just like the dude from Magic Mike's. You know? Yes. Oh, and then in that world, to just link the two, Charlize runs the strip club, and so she's somehow involved in the scheme too. That you think that she's sort of the opposition, but it turns out in the end that she was, you know, she knew Sandra Bullock from the past or something. And like, just like in the first in Ocean's Eleven, you know, when there's like that big guy who's going to beat the shit out of Danny in that room. Yes, yes. Find yes. out that they were friends or whatever. So uh, Charlize is in on it. We don't find out until the end when we have like the the twist reveal or whatever. But she and Channing are part of the scheme, even though we don't really know that she's part of the scheme. I like it. I'm down. Nice. 
Mike, were you actually gonna say that? Were you gonna say that literally exactly what Joey said? Well, very, 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 very close. Like I was gonna instead of Channing being mistaken for himself, I was gonna be like he would have been like the Bruce Willis. Like he would have played himself. So it's like they bump into Channing oh, Tatum okay. during their heist. But I, I got a I got a better one. Um, he's still playing Channing Tatum, but it's like a riff on the scene from the first movie when Rusty's teaching celebrities how to play poker. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like a little preview of him as Gambit. And he's playing cards, and he's actually good at cards. You know, like I guess whoever, like Kate Blanchett, maybe who's like appears to be the new Rusty because she's blonde and Rusty's blonde. That's the only connection I made. But like she's like, oh, we've got uh, hair blindness. Uh, But she's like, oh, like uh, looks like you might not need any of those types of lessons. And he can have like, I could maybe we could figure something else you could teach me, and they could you know go off together. I just want him to. I want him to end that scene with he's like. I won that hand, and he throws the cards, and they like stick in the wall. Ooh. <laughs> For Charlize, um, this is a little tougher, but I'm going to sort of turn her into the into more of like a Terry Benedict type character. So like Ooh. the uh, the females Ooh. pulling the heist need to go to. She's like their rival, and who knows? Maybe she's trying. She's maybe she's like Benedict meets uh, the Silver Fox. Was it the Silver Fox in the second one? The Night Fox. Yes, the Night the Fox. Night Fox. The Night Fox. Okay. So she's like a combo of the two where like she's the rival trying to steal what they are going to steal but ultimately they have oh. to combine forces and you're left wondering if there's going to be like a double cross or something Ooh. cool i like I'm it into it yeah same we i think we did really good for the first time playing that game and for you just springing it on me i i think we did yeah. pretty good killing it hashtag killing it hashtag killing it okay killing so it. go ahead as we said at the very top of the show, we do have email addresses for both shows. We have no mail for Watch a Throne. We're still riding high on that Angelica Frattini email. Okay. <laughs> now, for Magic Mikes, we do have three emails. I think we've talked about this on other ones. There are three replies from Grace Ma. Grace Ma? Oh, from the, from the, was, was the Chinese... The Chinese yeah. domain name holder. Okay. First one, just you know, I'm just going to go quickly through it, because I said... Uh, we do not endorse them, thank you. So Grace Ma replies three times. The first one she says, this was uh, about two, 12... I don't know how long... It, it was... She replied pretty quickly. Okay. I, like it's, it's a scam waiting to happen. Okay. Grace Ma says, Dear Sir, Madam, thanks for your confirmation. As soon as receiving the application of Tangan Company, we checked and found Cage Club is your company's using name and brand. I thought I was misspeaking, but it just, you know... English. Bot English. Yeah. We are concerned that your brand name might be affected negatively by their applications. This is why we informed you. Following brand name and domain names are applied by Tang and Company. Brand name Cage Club, domain names cageclub.cn, cageclub.com.cn, whole bunch of different things. Okay. You know that the domain name's registration is open to the world. Tang and Company also has the right to apply for the available <laughs> domain mm. names. You only have the preferential rights to register them. We also are not very clear about why the company wants to register these domain names, but according to our work experience, either they just invest these domain names. Just like a company named Beijing National Network Information, LLC, registered google.cn and google.com.cn in 2005, and then they made lots of return from those two domain names, and then in parentheses, Google company failed to make an arbitration and paid one million USD dollars to redeem the two domain names. I I, or, I have a feeling that's bullshit because like I think Google would have paid a lot more for those domain names. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Wait, or, you think this is bullshit? <laughs> I mean, like they're, they're not even they're like facts about real shit in the scammer, yeah. right? That's what I'm trying to Ro- say. Robots and also, are Google in their would have established like you can't just buy 
you know, like Apple iPhone 12.com because, like, that's something that you know is going to, you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. there's like legal precedent that, like, you can't just buy Google.whatever, like Google.biz, and be like, oh no, I, I got my own company. It's called Google.biz. Like, I mean, well, maybe no. in China you can, dude. They have a lot looser rules. Isn't Piper. that what um, Croc did with McDonald's? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm McDonald's, but I am the, um, the real estate company McDonald's. Like, I only own the land and lease that and build stuff on it and the mcdonald's people were like you asshole you stole like our whole name or like when um taco in the league buys dallascowboys.com <laughs> yeah i think it's probably closer to when taco in the league yeah <laughs> yeah great smart goes on at present we haven't passed our application we need your opinion if your company considers these names are important to your company's business or interests I suggest that your company register these names first so as to avoid confusion or speculation. If you register, we will send you the detailed registration procedures and application contract. Of course, if you don't want to protect your intellectual property (laughs) rights, then my suggestion is your company give up these names so that we can finish registering for them as per our duty. In order to handle this issue better, please give me your company's decision as soon as possible. Have a great day. Best regards, Grace Ma. Then, an hour later, notice, regarding the domain name dispute and registration case, we did not receive any case. Now it's a case. It's a, it's a dispute case. Yep. This isn't even like, do you want the... It's a dispute it case now. It escalated. It escalated. Okay, go ahead. Concerning the mentioned domain names and brand name, please confirm whether you need to register those names by yourselves. If need, please let us know in time we can send a domain name application registration contact to you. If you think the registration of that company or the use of following domain names will not bring <laughs> any negative effect to your company, I suggest you can give up these domain names and we will accept that company application unconditionally. Further questions, please contact me in time. Best regards, Grace Ma. Okay. Then, about a week later, uh, it's basically the same email, but it's just saying... Now you're in trial, though. Finish, There's a trial. <laughs> <laughs> the cops are at your door. No, they're saying we're going to complete registration within two work days. So if you have any any questions, please, PLS, contact us within two work days. <laughs> Best regards, Grace Ma. So How many days ago was that? Uh, 22. Okay, what was the domain name? Can I just check on one? Cageclub.cn. .cn. Let's see who bought it and what they're using it for. Site can't be reached. Damn. Cool. Okay. Fuck. There you go. Awesome. Well, thank you, Grace Ma, for writing in. We uh, we appreciate it. <laughs> you, we read any and every email. That's for sure. That sure true. is. We also. It's not really an email, but while we were recording this, while we are recording this, I got a text message from Superfan Jess Knight. <laughs> okay. Cool. And she says, "A conversation my friend and I are having about Shia. I thought oh. you would appreciate it. Ha ha." She sent me a picture uh-huh. of a Snapchat chat. And says, I just have to... So this is from her friend named Maggie. I just have to remind myself of this beautiful body from the Sia video just to deflect from that Mm -hmm. recent pic. Ha ha ha. Then Jess sends two laughing till she cries emoji faces. So I don't know what pictures they're talking about. But the the Sia Sia video is fire. fire. And I like that song, too. I like the song, too. So all I said in in reply to Jess was, Boy, do we have a podcast for Maggie. (laughs) And she says, Right? Uncharacteristically light mailbag this week. Uh, we it's thank okay. all of you for writing in in the past. Hopefully you write in more. Let us know if this crossover episode worked for you, or if it didn't. Who knows? Yeah, or me, I'm positive you probably didn't make it this far in the podcast. You're lost. This is the fun part, so cool. Okay, next game is the Google game, and we're going to play the Google game with both actors, if Ooh. it works for either. If it works Shiny. for either. Okay. okay. So we're going to say Battle in Seattle, Channing Tatum... 
Uh, the only the only one is trailer. Damn. Mm. Okay. Charlize fuck. doesn't even have that. Charlize has nothing. So. Oh. Wow. It doesn't even have like baby or baby. No. Whoa. They're scrubbing this from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> or it just was never on the internet. Was it ever in theaters? Did this get theatrically released? I assume it did, but did it? I don't know. Let me take a look. Box Office Mojo, Battle in Seattle. It's kind of a nice poster. Battle in Seattle. Uh, domestic gross, 224000 Foreign, $684,000. Worldwide, $908,000. $908,000. Anybody want to guess how much this movie cost to make? $12 million. Oh, I was, yeah, was going to hover around that as well. Eight. Eight million. Ooh, okay. I was going to say ten. Yeah. Yeah, it, you know what, though? It looks like a lot of friends, a lot of people down for the cause, a lot of people, like, doing it because of the... The message? Yeah, exactly. Like, I have a feeling Andre 3000, Michelle Rodriguez, and, you know, Joshua Jackson or whatever, like, they're all like, yeah, like, I am I hate the World Trade Organization, too, or whatever. Even if they don't, I feel yeah. like, yeah, the spirit behind the movie got sure. a lot of them. I agree. I also feel like maybe a lot of that $8 million was Stuart Townsend's owned money, so he's just like, hey... Uh, I'm going to finance this. He made all that money acting in the past couple movies, so he had to put it to some use, right? The next game is Battle in Seattle, the trailer game. Okay. Okay. So I just put the trailer in Discord, so like, click play, let it buffer a little bit, and I will let you know when to play this trailer. I'm already ready when you guys are. It was posted by Popcorn Flicks. Has 81,000 views on YouTube. Almost as many people saw it in theaters. Yep, Battle in (laughs) Seattle trailer four years ago. 81,000 views. I'm very disappointed this wasn't my predicted hip-hop battle in Seattle about breakdancers. Yeah. The description on... Whoa! Oh, wow, this whole thing is on uh, YouTube, too. It's on Amazon Prime, but it's also... The full movie is also on Popcorn Flicks on YouTube, so if you... Is that, like, an illegal way to watch it, or is that a legal way to watch it? Oh, dude, you know he totally, like, uploaded this on his own to the net every which way possible, where he's just like, yeah, get the information out there, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I don't think it's I don't think it's illegal to watch anything on YouTube. I mean, it's definitely illegal to upload stuff, upload right? things to YouTube that you don't have the rights for. But I think it's not like you can't get arrested for watching things on YouTube. No, no. I was just day. saying, like, is this? Do you think is this like some vehicle that actually had the movie I and the rights so, to it? It looks like Popcorn Flicks is verified, which I didn't. Yeah, Popcorn Flicks is verified. I don't know what Popcorn Flicks is. Screen media, whatever that is, it might have the right to to uh, upload like um, stuff in the public domain. Like this could very well yeah. just be like public domain at this point. Yeah, possibly. The, the first comment on this trailer is this movie sucked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It has seven upvotes. So that's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready when you guys are. Give, just give All me right. a countdown. Three, two, one, play. So here we go. Rated R. It was rated R for what? I guess the baby, maybe. Oh, definitely the baby. There's a boat. Establishing shot. Yeah. In Seattle. The battle in Seattle on TV. Gene on the scene. There's Gene. Yeah. Seattle looks kind of cool from this perspective. Man, this is so long to get this trailer going. It's all like the... They're all all cityscapes. Get it. Charlize immediately. Charlize. Charlize. Yeah. Ultrasound. Redwood Palms. November 30th, 1999. This cop... Oh, one thing I did sort of like... One thing I did sort of like is that there's the... uh, Both the cops and the anarchists are having, like, their gearing up montage at the same point. Like, that was I did. I agreed that. Yeah, that was cool. I wish all the cops would have been straight from the wire. 
Oh, if you want a like a good movie about protest groups, I mean, it's not realistic, but like The East is a really cool movie about like these. Um, sort with, of our like girl, with our girl Britt Marling? Yeah, Britt Marling's in that. Oh, I missed all the butterfly wings, too. Damn. Yeah, you just didn't watch this movie. It's, it's fine. No, I watched it for sure. I did, but. Good. Bye. Earth for sale. Ray Liotta. More signs, more protesting. I wonder if those are like. Real, like as far as extras, if they just called in protesters to bring their own signs and their own <laughs> costumes and their own stuff. Yeah, maybe. I feel like these guys have like their protest gear like on deck, right? They're like, we got signs made already. There's oh, yeah. Right. Most of them never change out of it. I bet. Like it's just like it's a job, not a job. They don't get paid. But that's what I was gonna say. How do you think these people like survive and like make money? Like how do you like just I exist? Think some protesting? of them have sponsorships, right? Like it's the same if you're like a skater. Like you oh, get weird. wear clothes. Like maybe they are, have sponsors from certain organizations that keep them funded. A lot of them also maybe like trust fund babies, like rebellion against the system. Man. True. Yeah. Absolutely. It changed their lives. Did Charlize put a candle out with her finger right there? It looked like that's what I she did. It, I don't think she did. This trailer is misleading. It, it makes it seem like she's very. It changed sexual. history. I want to know. I want to know if Gene on the scene was a real person. <laughs> I don't know. Well, but Gene on the real scene. People, it's based on one of the based on true events or whatever. No, but I mean, I wonder if there was the a reporter names. that like you know just turned mid protest. You know. Well, maybe. Battle in Seattle. Based on true events. Based on true events, not based on real people. No good tagline. No, that was pretty. Watch now on Popcorn Flicks. Great movies, free. Battle in Seattle. Okay, like, was cool. there a Shia movie about protesting? I think he was sort of protesting in Bobby a little bit, maybe. Uh, I feel like there was a Shia know. protest movie. I don't know, but there should be. Yes. I mean, when you think about it, it seems seems like a perfect fit for him. <laughs> or me? Yeah, maybe uh, I'm just confusing the art and the artist. I'll tell you what, though, I will protest to get another Mutt Williams movie made because hell yeah, you need Mutt. Bring him back, bring back Mutt Williams. So that trailer is basically the movie, you know? Like, yep. I feel like the movie yeah. is like a 90-minute version of that exact trailer. Like, you get, like, the warning voiceover, you get the riot montages, you get the obligatory, like, human moments, but none of it really sinks in, and it's all just sort of, like, gloss. Yeah, if you if you don't want to watch the movie, just watch a trailer. It gives you about the same feel, so. Yep. The next thing we have is dance, shirtless, fight, and stripping. So in this movie, he does not <laughs> dance or strip. But he does he shirtless fight. for one shot. He does fight. He brawls. He, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he he starts, a, he fights the cops when he gets beat up when he's a protester. And he also stops the fight with Woody Harrelson. So I think that's like both sides of fighting. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it reminded me a bit of his character from the last movie where he was just constantly covered in bruises and fighting and stuff and uh, yeah like, oh he's, he's um, a little typecast because i know he's gonna be in a movie fighter so it's like yep <laughs> he's uh yep. he's cast as a fighter like that's kind of cool though i don't know if that's ever been a thing where it's like we need someone who we know can be a fighter oh, is Channing fighter Taylor. the movie with marissa tomei in it <laughs> that's the wrestler and that's not Sorry. that's mickey rourke that's not Channing. Okay, sorry, never mind. I was I was Googling Marissa Tomei today. As you do every day? Yeah, well, I mean, I saw her in a movie last night, and I was like, God damn, I'm not allowed Spider-Man to... Homecoming? No, no. it was, it was uh, Cap- Captain Civil War. Civil War, yeah. And I was like, man, Marissa Tomei and Rachel pretty much banned me from ever talking about her again. So, like, <laughs> when I was at work today, I was going through IMDb trying to, like, find movies I can, like, sneak into our 
watch list. And I th- oh, there's another one with Robert Downey that's really good. I don't remember what it's called, but she's like searching for. She's like goes to a fortune teller, and the fortune teller's like, "You will find Mr. Wright in like I think it's France or something." And like she goes Only there, and bumps into yeah, and she bumps into Robert Downey Jr. and he's like, "Oh, that's me," and he's like basically lying to her the whole movie, but they oh. actually end up falling for them for each is other. Is she stupid hot like she is when she's Aunt May? Dude, is all I want to. She is gorgeous in that movie. Well, she's okay, more attractive cool. now than she's ever been, but I mean, that's yeah, right dude, around the same time so as well. that was my cousin Vinny. Yeah. It's closer mm-hmm. to my cousin Vinny's time. That was my Marissa Tomei tangent, and I thought that the, the fighter was the wrestler, so no, I'm excited. No, no Marissa. She's well, good. She would have been good in this. Just kidding, yeah. guys. <laughs> I don't know who she could have been in this movie, but I mean, she may... Gene on the scene. She could have been Gene on the scene. Yeah, there you go. I'd like to see her as a reporter. You know, okay, so uh, the, the girl from Dexter, did you guys... So when she went to talk to Ray Liotta to like... Yes. You know, you find out like she's yes. a lawyer and she's... There, did you think that they were going to... She was going to end that scene go, thanks a lot. Dad, it's possible. <laughs> no. Totally. That's no. how. See, that's how. Like, I felt this movie was directed. Like, I felt like that was oh. right on the tip of her tongue. Where was her and the head of the the protesters in a relationship, and he was cheating on her with Letty? I think so. I think he just sort of sleeps around with all of them, and Letty was the new girl, and it's part of his Playboy protester lifestyle. Yeah. Well, that's it, man. Like, join protesters you get laid you see the world exactly you know, get man. maced in the face yeah yep. so i looked up uh, marissa tomei is, is in the big short where is she huh. in the big short the off steve carell's wife right oh, wow, I really yeah gotta watch may, that. that sounds about right yeah, yeah yeah but she's also gonna cross over with gosling twice more in 2011 she's in crazy stupid love and she's also Ooh. in the ides of march oh i like it i'm happy about it okay so there cool. we go so okay so we'll get back to this uh dancing shirtless fight and stripping let us review our guesses yes please. from last time and please. see if because we all have guesses which is this is unprecedented that mike even has a guess for the movie that he's on so crazy <laughs> here yeah Let's see if any of these points can be awarded i won well so joe two says the movie's about a regional championship qualifier for the battle bots world championships so far <laughs> so good World, world Championships, own... World Trade Organization. That's one point. It's not one point. It's I, one point. I, I dole out the points here. Let's let's. This ain't no ten second race, Joe. <laughs> okay. Channing has his own BattleBots team. He's building his BattleBots. He's a really tough man. That kind of guy. One point to you for that. But he <laughs> okay. needs someone who has the engineering background to really make his BattleBots to the next level, so he can win. He Half adopts point. Charlize to no. He adopts Charlize to be his lead design engineer. She in designed movie, a baby. Hey man, to c- let me live, okay? Just let me <laughs> good, live. Here, good, good. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Crossover. <laughs> uh, he adopts it to be his lead engineer in the movie. He's fighting, but he's fighting with the 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 battle bots. So you had that right, and then you sort of corrected yourself to not have him fight. So okay, uh, a quarter point, one and a okay. quarter. Stripping, he's setting up the battle bots, and Charlie's is like, "Oh, let me try this." It misfires and stings him and cuts his shirt. He has to take his shirt off to tend to the wound. It's a very intimate scene they make out. Obviously, we get to the end of the movie without Charlie's help. They never would have won this regional championship. They dance to celebrate it in a full musical number at the end of the battle bots fight. So this is the greatest bot. I mean, I really, I want a BattleBot. I loved BattleBots. Like, I think they're bringing, they're bringing it back, dude. They're bringing it back, dude. Good Seriously. because I mean, did you guys ever see that Hugh Jackman movie with the fighting robots? Chappie? Like, that's no, no, <laughs> no just kidding. <laughs> he is in that though. He's awesome in that with his mullet. Yeah. Um, Real Steel. Real Steel. So yes, it's like, I've seen yeah, it. it's like over the top, but with instead of arm wrestling, it's BattleBots. Yeah. Like that movie's 
fucking awesome. Like, where's more shit like that? I want to see robots going at it. Yeah, I agree. Real Steel was one of the first movies that I was like, oh, I don't need to see this. I can just read the Wikipedia article and understand what this movie's oh. about. But, oh, dude, you gotta check that out. Like, the visuals are awesome. The robots I probably are won't. Are we okay with that? No, I think you'll like <laughs> it. I think you will. It's actually not that bad. But I'm okay. sure it's not that bad, but I also just have way too many other things to watch to be watching Real Steel. You're lost. You're lost. Alright, my guess. Yeah. This is about the Seattle Supersonics. The team is co-owned by Channing and Charlize. I started doing one thing. I think I corrected myself. They're fighting the NBA who wants to move them to OKC. In reality, I don't remember if the owners wanted to move. They would think they wanted to, blah, blah, blah. Here's a better idea. Charlize owns a team. She's the villain. No. Channing is a fan leading the fan revolt, trying to convince her and the team to stay. You're kind of, but not really. You got a point. There's a revolt. I'll take, a, I'll take a half point. Okay. Sort of a major league situation. Charlie says, if we move, we're going to make all this money. Channing says, think about us. We'll be left in the dust. Another half point, like, hey, man, it's not all about money. Think about the people. Different Fair. topic, same theme. Okay. Thematic. A lot of verbal fighting. I'm still They're up. the figureheads of both sides. Then Joe said, maybe they're part of the hooligans. They fight another team's fans one day. It's a passing scene. That's how you learn how big of a fan he is. So I think in retrospect there... Joe gets another half point because he knew that they were anarchists. No, anarchists nice. versus versus protesters. Yep. So you're up to one one point seven five. I'm at one. Okay. Say so verbal fighting. Maybe fight some bulls, hooligans. At one point, Charlize has second thoughts. Maybe I shouldn't move the team. I'm gonna give myself a quarter of a point because she does the second thoughts on this, but it's about having a baby. <laughs> you were close. Yeah, you were really close. It was awesome. the same thing. Awesome. Having the baby, moving a you know a franchise. It's hard to get a full point. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's 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 def- like to get a full point. Like you have to be right. Like it has to actually yeah. be right. Yeah. Like I usually am. She offers to meet Channing. Meet with Channing one on one. They go out to a low lit romantic restaurant. They hit it off. She's enraptured by him. That's actually one thing I was bummed out about this movie. Like they don't share a scene at all. I was like, please mm-hmm. just give me one. There's scene. a good. There's only one good. Like they cut from her to him immediately or from him to her and I was like oh cool and I wrote in my notes like how are they going to make their paths cross but they just don't yeah. so like I, Channing could have Channing could have gone with Woody Harrelson to the hospital you know what I mean true. dude yeah dude not only did I think he was going to go to the hospital with Woody Harrelson I thought like Woody Harrelson uh, I thought Channing was going to be like hey so like is my sister ready to pop yet like I legit thought like they oh. Channing could have been her brother. You just wanted everybody to be related. I kind of like it. Okay. <laughs> well, I just don't give the movie enough credit, I guess. It's like yeah. the laziest reveal. It's like when, oh, she's my sister, whatever. So, it, it totally makes sense. Have you guys, uh, wait, can, can we use Beep Technology? Have you guys caught up on Re- Westworld? Uh, no, yeah. I'm not. No, 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 no. Okay. That's so a spoiler mind. enough as it is. Why would you say that? I, I was asking if you caught up oh, on Westworld. Oh, I do know I do know a relationship, but I don't know anything more about that. Okay, like, well, I'm going to stop. That's why I said, did you catch up on That's it. Okay, cool. Beef technology, but, like, I need the beef technology. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I mean, like, how are you going to answer that question if I didn't ask it? They hit it off. She's enraptured by him. She loves his passion. She loves that he's so into this fight, but she knows financially the move is to move I'm gonna give myself another quarter point just because very there's passion on both sides here okay different things fair i'll give it that this movie is super passionate wears it on its sleeve yeah they go back to her place it's gorgeous channing says her house is not gorgeous in this movie it's just like a regular little house channing says he's going to convince her he gets shirtless strips gets sexy charlie says no kicks him out moves the team to okc that's the end of the movie and then one of you was like that's it i was like that's it and then mike said it's like sweet november and I said the final shot is of a moving truck rolling down the street and Channing is crying. I think that's going to be the end of Gambit, too. Maybe, um, yeah. Where he's crying while a moving truck is 
backing out. So that's that. So right now, Joe is at one and three quarters. I'm at one and a half. So let's see if Mike's dance battle guess <laughs> will, will propel him to a win here. Maybe it's a dance battle in Seattle that has to that he has to get ready for. He's the new guy in town, and Charlize owns a dance school. And Joe Ooh. said, what kind of dance? And Mike said, she does ballet. And he goes there to see if there's any other dance place in town. And there is, but it's a shitty one. He gets into a fight there when they ask what he's doing. That's fighting. And there's also a shirt gets ripped, which is shirtless number one. He goes to a bar to soak his wounds and tie one on. He bumps into Charlize, who asks what he's doing. He says he's from this town. He wants to open a studio, but he had an injury and can't do that anymore. She says he should rent out space at her studio. They start teaching classes together. They keep going to the bar, and one time there's a karaoke contest, and Shannon is stripping, singing, and shirtless, all of it. And then we were like, oh, like Top Gun. Yes. It was like, there's a rival dance school. <laughs> Shannon finds out that that's a front for running drugs, and that's really dangerous. It gets darker and becomes more of a thriller. Ultimately, what they find out is those guys are going to rob a dance battle that Channing is training for. Oh. It all comes ahead of the dance battle. It's a choreographed fight like Michael Jackson's Beat It. So I like how detailed that was, and yet nothing Mike said was even <laughs> close to anything. getting any points. From this yeah. No points. Like, <laughs> like, I try to be generous, Amazing. but, like, Mike, there's nothing in there that I can even award a quarter of a point. May God have think... mercy on your soul. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think like anyone goes to a bar to tie one on after the protest or anything. Like perfectly logical scene for this type of movie. Yeah. No. Not even there. No. <laughs> Dude, guy. By the way, I'm like crying over here because <laughs> I don't remember like any of that. I mean, a lot happens in a month since we recorded an episode. That's the best part. I, like I don't remember any of these. So when Joey reads them back to me, I'm like, man, those are pretty funny. So okay, so the next movie we're doing, just I want to make sure I confirm this right, is She's the Man. So this is one oh. that we were supposed to do a couple movies ago that okay. we bumped because of Step Up because Step Up came out after that. But we did step up for the very special episode. And then we bumped it again for this month because we wanted the crossover. So She's the Man is actually a little bit stepped back in time, which is cool. Okay. Step, uh, She's the Man is also a movie that The Contenders, another show on this network, did. Very different top conversation. That was one that I sort of half listened to because I didn't want to have it spoiled for us. Okay. Uh, I know that Amanda Bynes is in it. And I know oh. that Amanda Bynes mm-hmm. pretends that she's a man in it. Damn it! Well, you just influenced yeah. my whole thing. Like Mike knows that too, and like we, you yeah. know, like we can't just not give you that competitive advantage. Yeah, it's sort of like a just one of the guys remake. I mean, that's sort of like a genre, like yeah. in the '90s, especially guys pretending to be girls. Hey, Mike, do you want a man? Yeah, do you want a man? White Juana. girls. Yeah, one of the it. better ones is Juana Man. Yeah. Okay. So okay, Joe too. She's the man. Amanda Bynes pretends to be a man. How will Channing Tatum dance, get shirtless, fight someone, and strip? Okay, she's the man. Yeah. Amanda Bynes is dressing up like a bo- like a boy because she wants to join his all male bar oriented softball league. Okay. So she dresses up like a man so that she can get on the team, even though they're it's a co-ed softball league. She wants to be taken more seriously. <laughs> She says she can't get the respect she deserves unless she dresses like a man for the softball What league. a commentary on society. Uh, yeah, exactly. So when she's there, everybody's like, this new this new guy, he's pretty good. And they're like, okay, cool, let's go to the showers. And she realizes that she can't use the women's shower. She has to use the men's one. And so Channing's standing there like in the shower room. I put Channing in the shower a lot. <laughs> but Okay, so Channing's standing there. He's in the shower room. 
And she, like, he's like, come on, bro. Like, let's do this. And they high-five, and she's just, like, frightened. There is so much bodily contact in your showers with Channing, too. I can tell you that much. Yeah, they, they high-five. He's like, bro, good game. And, like, high-fives, and, like, he drops his towel, and she doesn't. Do full dick? No, it's, like, back shot. You see his ass. And, then, okay. like, and she, mm-hmm. he drops his towel, and she, and she like, is like, hey... He's like, I'm not <laughs> like that. And then she drops her towel, and you realize it's a girl. And then they make out. They just Whoa. make out. And heavy petting. In the shower? Heavy petting. Yeah, it's in Yeah, it's in the locker room. So, um, hold after... On, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on, hold on. Let me just finish typing that up. <laughs> making out heavy petting. <laughs> I forget that you're typing as he's talking. <laughs> okay, you're like a ahead. stenographer in there. Just like, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, so we have... So, so far we have uh, shirtless, and that's it. So we still need dancing, fighting, yes. and stripping. Um, fighting is going to be... Somebody throws a wild pitch and hits okay. Channing. He charges the pitcher and beats the shit out of him. Okay. Dancing is going to be like, they're, they're going to be watching. When they realize she's not a man, they're going to force all of them to watch a league of their own. And they're going to sing far along. How the do they realize that she's not a man? <laughs> it's like right before the championship game. So it's toward the end. Okay. But like before that, and, and the coach is like, I got this. And he just puts in a league of their own. And don't they sing in that movie? I think so. I think there's one sequence where they're singing. Okay, so yeah. So they sing along with the a league of their own song. It's like super inceptioned. Okay. And <laughs> they, they sing along with the movie in the movie. And then she hits the final home run as a woman. Her like hair falls out of the back of her helmet. Helmet. Yeah, and and everybody cheers her, and then they pick her up, and Channing puts it puts her on her, his shoulders, and runs around the the ballpark with her. We still don't have stripping. Well, yeah, he took his towel off, like when he like okay. like he like drops oh, his towel. Yeah, in the shower. Dancing. Dance. I, I think the hit her on his shoulders running around the ball field counts. Okay. As dancing, that's like they're like they do like a you know like they're like hey ho and they're like running around. Sure. <laughs> She's dancing on his. He's sounds? he's not actually yeah. dancing. She's dancing on his shoulders, but yeah. Those are my guesses. Now, Mike, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go next? Oh, I get to... I'm not going to be on the next episode. No, it doesn't matter. We'll read it. We'll we'll grade you. Next episode will be front of the show, Melissa Lynham, so she will get the guess for the episode after that, so... You know, you you don't get to you don't just sit out quietly because you're not on the next one. You yeah, go, dude, okay. you can play. All right, all right, give me a minute. Um, so right, Joey, I'll, go I'll first. Go after. Okay, Good. thank you. All right, so Amanda Bynes is dressing as a man. I think it's in the high school because this is still the same era as like Step Up and Coach Carter and everything like that. So we'll say okay. she's in high school. So Channing's Why now like 35 she... in high school. Okay, <laughs> well, he's probably like 25, 26 in real life playing yeah. in high school. That's just par for the course for him. Okay, she. I'm gonna say she wants to join a wrestling team. Oh, okay. Like, the ladies' wrestling is not as competitive as she'd like, and she's like, look, I'm smaller, I'm thinner, you know, I could I could compete in the smaller weight class. You know, we know that Shannon's going to be a wrestler later in Foxcatcher, so okay. this is sort of like an emergence into that for him. So the okay. whole movie is him, like, you know, his wrestling matches, those are the fights. Like, he's always just, he's hyper-aggressive, hyper-aggro all movie long. Uh, he's just, you know, always fighting people, like, in the locker room, pushing people around. He's just always, like, you know, roided up, hulked up, whatever. Okay. So they're in the locker room, you know, she's there in her unitard, I guess, just like they wear, you know, she's got a beard on for some reason, I guess. I'm trying to think of ways that are, like, not exactly the same things in the locker room that you had. 
Exactly. Channing. Okay, so here's the thing. So, okay, so they, you know, they, they shower whatever. We maybe see him shirtless because he showers because they're always sweaty or whatever. But okay. he's like, okay, a couple guys are going to go over to my house for some, you know, Totino's pizza rolls or something. So, like, let's Ooh. come over to my house. Okay. They come over to the house, and, like, a couple of guys are in the kitchen. Amanda Bynes, like, he's like, hey, come here, new guy. Like, let me show you some stuff. And they go to the room. He's just like, oh, you don't mind if I, like, get changed real quick, right? Because, like, it's just a couple of dudes hanging out, whatever. He's like, you know, we're just, you know, just a couple of guys. So he just starts stripping, and she gets, like, all worked up and just, like, run out of the room. She's like, I can't see this. Even though, like, she was in the locker room when they showered. I don't know how that works, but she's, like, in his bedroom, you know, she's all whatever. So we got fighting, we got shirtless, we got stripping, and then dancing is just going to be, he comes back out to the kitchen, they've got some music on, and he dances in there, like, shirtless again, and then she has to run out of the house because she's still, like, so turned on by Channing's body and doesn't want to, like, it's it's not like she's a guy pretending she's a girl and, like, has to hide a boner, like in Ladybugs. Great movie, Ladybugs. Don't see Ladybugs. <laughs> but it's the opposite. Like she just like she just can't control herself, and so she runs out. Eventually, they find out. But in the twist of the movie, just I guess also sort of like Ladybugs, uh, they let her compete as a guy because they're like, we need to win this like you know ultra lightweight competition. You're our best wrestler, and she wins it for the for, she wins it for the school. So awesome. That is she's the man. I like it. I like it. A real Ladybugs situation. Okay. <laughs> Mike, what are you, what right. are your guesses for dancing, shirtless, fight, and stripping? Okay, so, well, I guess, well, first of all, I think Amanda Bynes is going to go undercover to a high school. A la a 21 guy. Jump Street? Sort of. Like, it's the high school, like, across town, so they don't know her, but she's going to dress up as a boy anyway, just to, like, so she could get um, deeper access to stuff. Okay. Okay. And she wants to do an article on, like, gender bias and stuff and, like, you know, how men and women are treated differently in high school. Okay. And so that's her, like, thesis. Did you ever see and... the movie She's or She's Too Fat or something on Lifetime? Where Kelly Kukos plays a fat woman. No, she I've seen fat she's suit. too young. No, I know. I thought I don't know the name of it, but there's a there's a movie that Kelly Kuko plays a fat. She wears a fat suit around to see how it would be to be fat in a Lifetime movie, and it's glorious. to be fat Sorry. like me. To be fat like me. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Sorry. Yes, that's. It. So this <laughs> is what this is reminding me of. Sorry. Go ahead. All you have to Google is Kelly Kuko fat suit, and everything comes up. Yep, I was right. Good. Okay. Pretty popular and athletic Allie has been banking on a softball scholarship as her ticket to college. She has an active life and never seems to sit still. When she injures her knee, she realizes that she'll have to fund her education in other ways. She resents her mother because a few years ago her mother became ill as a consequence of binge eating and used the money from her daughter's college fund in order to pay her hospital bill. (laughs) Allie is overly critical of her family's high-fat diet. She even refuses to eat a cake that her mother purchased for her. Allie enters a documentary film contest in hopes of using the prize money in order to fund her further education. Yes. Convinced that her overweight younger brother and mother use their struggles with weight as an excuse for for everything wrong in their lives, Allie decides to take a summer course wearing a fat yep. suit yep. and hidden camera yep. to prove personality can outshine physical appearance. <laughs> yep. Allie soon realizes how difficult a life can be for the overweight as she is shunned by other students despite her resolve to be kind and maintain the same personality she always had. She meets Ramona, who is played by someone who doesn't have a Wikipedia page, an overweight girl in the same class who shares aspects of her personal life with Allie but feels betrayed when Allie uses the material in the documentary. Allie titles her documentary Fat Like Me, a <laughs> reference to John Howard Griffith's 1961 book Black Like Me, which recounts oh. Griffin's experience living as an African-American in the segregated southern United States for uh. several weeks 
after receiving skin darkening injections. And that's how the wiki ends. So I don't know yep. if she gets a scholarship <laughs> or not, but that's the movie. It's so. a good movie. Sorry that I not... sorry that I had to take you on that tangent. No, it's okay. I'm uncomfortable Worth now. <laughs> Worth it. Okay. So Mike, you said that she wants to do an article on gender bias and how men and women are treated differently in high school. Yep. Yes. Okay, so she starts covering sports and okay. that's when she runs into Channing because he's like the sports superstar of the school. Okay. Um, what does he play? So football. So it's like okay. football. Because uh, he's like all American and stuff. Okay, cool. And she's like an interview woman and everything. And it turns out that like you know he doesn't he he likes football, but like he wants to he would really like to be an actor, but he doesn't feel comfortable because he doesn't want to like get made fun of and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And so she they become friends. They like spark a friendship, and she like gets him to join the drama club, and that's where he first uh, does his dancing. Like, okay. He dances. Oh, cool, cool. In I like it. A um, it, they're going to do a musical of Streetcar Named Desire, Ooh. which they did that on The Simpsons, but I know, but um, that's what I'm going with. Okay. And so he's going to, um, he's like the Brando. So he's dancing on stage during rehearsals. He's shirtless backstage, like she goes to meet him backstage and he's like changing and she gets like all like bothered by it and stuff. And he's like, oh, what do you want to see me about? And she's like, oh, I'll, I'll tell you later. And uh, it's like an awkward teen moment for them. Okay. They go to like a party together on the weekend. Like she and him become friends and then he tries to incorporate her yes. into his group. But they're like, you know, the football dudes and they're not, they're kind of like, what's up with this guy? I don't know about him and they're at a party and um he, that's where the like a fight's gonna break out at the party because he defends his new friend okay like, they're like why are you hanging out with this guy he's so weird and all this stuff and like he's like hey man like it's cool he's like my friend and they, he starts getting to like a fight with his friends um and she gets like kind of like knocked over and i think that's when it's revealed that uh she's a girl Ooh. And they're all like, oh, my God. Let's see. What am I missing here? I'm missing Stripping. a couple of things. Okay. So, oh, okay. So I think, uh, like, after the party, he, like, chases her down. And you think it's going to be, like, one of those moments where it's like, why did why did you lie to me? Why didn't you tell me this stuff and everything? But instead, he's like, no, I understand. Like, I'm pretended to be something I'm not like my whole life and it's okay I, you know we're just kids and I for you know you're gonna make a lot of stupid mistakes and, and he strips not... and he's a woman no well they go back and they like they become like an item and they have like um like one of those soft teen like sex scenes Ooh. and it gets as far as him getting like his shirt off and stripping but he's like stripping to music because they're like teens and they're trying to keep it light and like fun and stuff <laughs> okay so they maybe they put on like some modern music and they're like dancing around the room a little bit you never sounded like an older man by saying they're teens <laughs> listening to modern music hey teens yeah, hey, hey, kids that I am too. Hey, fellow kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to take it from like. You <laughs> it's know. okay. No, it was just really funny. You say they they put on some of that modern music. <laughs> okay. I think I think I hit all the marks. You hit there. all and then, so The final client, like the whole the third act, is like they. She is now out as who she really is. So she goes to school and she writes the article. She's the man about her experience undercover. Channing does the school play. And it's a big hit, and uh, his friends come around. It's a very high school like, musical. <laughs> We're all I haven't seen in high school musical, but together. like, you know, I it's think essentially it, this plot line is what you're yep. telling us. Yeah, 
There's okay. there's just no and there's no gender switch. It all um it all works out. I mean, she has to go back to her school on the other side of town and everything like that. And uh, but but they become an item. You know, maybe they maybe the last scene is them like at college together. So you're like, oh, they even are gonna go to college. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then oh, and then you know what? Like the stinger is <laughs> Channing in college, and he's like, you're never gonna like believe it but like i i got the part and she's like what is it and he's like i'm the girl and like he please oh he's okay playing cool. girl. It, i like yeah that. it's yeah like the play is tootsie and i got the lead so at the end like he's dressed up as a girl and so it's like oh my gosh it's the opposite. perfect perfect so i hope that's what the movie's about that's exactly Abs- i mean i can't imagine anything other than these three yeah we gave him three Ab- great options for this movie, absolutely so. So yeah, so if anybody wants to retrofit this, if we are wrong, there's still time for you to go out there and make this movie again with us in it. Okay, so Joey, you just put this picture of Steve Buscemi yeah, that's in high school. In that's the that's that what I was referencing. Totally... That was definitely what I was referencing that when is, he said some of that modern music. How I feel. Yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah. <laughs> Letterboxd game, Battle in Seattle. Oh, I already said that this has an average rating of 3.0, which is not bad, but how many people do you think have seen Battle in Seattle. For reference sake, Mad Max Fury Road has been seen by 236,700 people. Battle in Seattle has been seen by how many? 2,567. Mike? I think it's lower. I'm going to say something closer to like 1980. You're both over. Over? Damn. Yeah. Okay. I felt kind of high. Joe? What did, what did Mike say? What did you say? 1980. We're both over. 13... Tw- 1345. I'm going even lower. I'm going to go like 750. It's somewhere in between those two. One last guess. 1126. 920. 869. Damn. So Joe's reign as undefeated in this game comes to an end because Mike had two closer guesses there. He did that have two closer a guesses. startlingly low amount of people. That's a very astoundingly yeah. low. And I thought I thought the cast would bring them up a little bit. Like, just like there's so many, yeah. like yeah. Ray Liotta and Channing. Like, that's why I pitched low to begin with. Yeah. But like, like Woody Harrelson, dude. Yeah. Like, the dude, he's in every franchise from Planet of the Apes now to like Star Wars. He's going to be in Venom. Like, yep. the dude is just never not in movies everywhere. And you would just think like, if you're a fan of his shit, you'd have seen this. But like, what? No. Yeah. No. Weird. Out of those 869 people, how many, if any, put this in their top four? Um, two. Uh, there's got to be at least one. What was your guess, Mike? One. One. It is one. One person. Wow. Put this in their top four. <laughs> I think I was it pretty close either someone way. Someone named Nikki Critico from Greece. Were they in the movie? I don't know. She uh, she has three rating. <laughs> she's rated. She's rated three movies on on Letterboxd. Two no. of them got a five. One got a four point five. So wow. cool. Okay. All I'm gonna say is good luck, guys. <laughs> uh, so in her top four, Battle in Seattle is number two. But she only rated three movies. But she she's she she likes a bunch <laughs> of movies. She has 150 <laughs> films that she's logged. Uh, she's only okay. rated two uh, or three. You'll be able to get one, number one, I think. Okay. If you think about... Okay, here's a hint. We were having a conversation earlier in this episode about Hatchet Man. Yes. Mm -hmm. Something in that conversation will help you get what our favorite movie is. Juggalos? No. Fucking magnets, how do they work? (laughs) Nope. Um... Something in that conversation. Not necessarily Hatchet Man, but something in that conversation that one of you said tonight will get you the answer for number one. 
I have no really? idea. Yep. About yelling outside of the police station? Nope. Being a lawyer and talking to Ray Liotta? Nope. Um, you gotta give me another hint. It was something that Mike said, because he asked if Hatchet Man was like something. Oh, shit. I don't remember. Oh, okay. What was it like? Tell me that part, Mike. Nope. I know. I no, don't know. If, if I tell you that tongue. part, you're gonna get it, because it's, it's, it's something a... that is about this thing. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's crazy. Man, my memory is the worst during these shows. Like, I can't remember something I said, like, a half hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> not even. remember, remember. Remember. Oh, okay, so oh, it's V oh. for Vendetta. Yeah, V yep. for... Fuck, okay. Because you're God, like, is it a Guy Fox mask? And, yeah, yeah. You know, yes, remember, yes, remember you're, November. Right. November. you're right. You're so right, okay. I think it's kind of weird, kind of cool. Maybe she just likes, you know, anarchy movies, I guess. She does. Well, yeah, she's an anarchist, dude. So number th- her favorite... Number three is Billy Elliot, so good luck getting that. I don't <laughs> know how it's... She's wow. a total, total anarchist, dude. So the number four... It's, this might be... This might give it away... But a recent TV show chronicled the making of this movie. What? The fuck? I have no idea. Recent show. Yep. Chronicled the, the making. making of an entire movie. Yep. Like an HBO show or show similar, show? but it's not on HBO. But you're on the right path. Shit. So it was like on um, like TNT or FX or something. It was on FX. Damn. I watched it. I'm pretty sure Joe watched it. He's definitely watched other shows like this. Huh. It's about the making of a movie. Yep. Like the John Benet Ramsey movie. Nope. No, I, I don't what know. What decade is the movie from? The 1960s. Well, the movie's from the 60s. Yep. Damn. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just blank. I, and I watch a lot of FX. I have no idea what you're trying to say. So here's a hint for Joe, because I don't, I don't know if he's going to get this. Joe, I told you today about a new series that's starting on Sunday. You said that is that sounds not at all like something I would watch. I said that's firmly up me and Rachel's alleys. Yes. Okay. This is a show by the same guy. Doesn't help me, you know that. But okay. This is weird. I thought I'd pick up on the. The like show that he's talking a, about was like a classic. Musical it's a show. classic horror movie. Oh, yeah, Evil I know. Dead? For some reason, I want to. No, I want to say that. like The Exorcist, but that's Older not even that. No, it's not that. I mean, Bates Motel. Um, Around well, that era, a couple years after making. that, I think Psycho was like sixty-ish. This was a one-season TV show. Cool. No, I have no idea. Kick it I like to me. That. The TV show was Feud with Betty and Joan. Oh, okay, okay. And the movie. Still on the table. Nope. Wait, wait. It's, um... Oh, um... Ryan Murphy's... Charlotte... Betty Davis, Joan Crawford. Nope. Yeah. Um... I know I've seen the movie and I just what? can't think of this. What's... What, oh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, there you go. Damn. Man, that was, you guys struggled to get that. Wow. No, I didn't. Yeah, I, I totally no missed what. that show. Wow. No, but I you know about it, right or no? Nope, didn't have no idea about it. Wait, Joe, but you know Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy does American Horror Story. He's going to do that new show, Pose. He oh. did a, a crime story. You, you, know. you said his name today to me when you were talking about this movie, Pose, and I had no idea who this guy was, and I didn't even Google oh, it. Oh, yeah, Ryan Murphy did all American Horror Story. He did the OJ okay. crime story. He did Versace. He oh, did Feud, fuck. He okay. did Glee. That's what I thought, because like, he is, like of all the people like creating TV shows, if it's not Shonda Rhimes, it's Ryan Murphy. You know what I mean? Like He also did Makes that sense. show... Yeah. 911, I think, is maybe him, too, so... Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's why I thought you knew. Because especially no, you, I love, no you love American Horror Story, so... I do love American Horror Story, I do. Interesting. So Baby Jane is number four on yeah. the list. So <laughs> V for Vendetta, wow. Battle in Seattle, Billy Elliot, whatever happened to Baby Jane. It's an interesting four pick, but sure. Cool. Okay. okay. I love old Betty Davis in movies. Yes. She's just incredible. I mean, young Betty Davis is great, too, but I mean, just <laughs> old Betty Davis is just a whole other level. Next game is Fire Ass Title. So if we were renaming oh, Battle Shit, I feel like this is actually not a terrible name for the game of Battle uh, Fire Ass Titles. If we were going to rename this in the high school musical style, the most simple, basic, to its core. Oh, I got a good one. I got Rebellions. 
protest man. Not the 99%. Oh. Anarchy in the U.S. Oh. Marching in the street. Billy on the street. Voices. <laughs> like the power uh, of voices, but just like voices. Cops are bad. <laughs> cops are bad. I like that one. Um... Oh, to lose it all. Oh, that's oh. good. That's that's more mm. of like a, a lifetime a good... title than a virus titles title. I like yeah, I always I like to throw in some lifetime ones. Man versus man. WT no. Oh. Whoa. I think the last the last strike is the sorry that was the last one I had. Uh, that's not as good as WT no. I no WT think. no is perfect. I agree. No bomber. No. <laughs> So that was fire. So it was a short one because, like, when Mike drops the hammer like that, you got you can't. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta save that one, Mike. Jeez. Sorry, I was just okay. it was off the top of the. I don't, I don't know if Sorry, Mike knew okay. the, the the gold that he had in that one. So. Yeah, I know. Yep. You dug deep. Just spitting fire. Just spitting <laughs> fire, fire ass titles. All right, the awards section on the show. Cool. So let's do first Charlize because we haven't talked about Charlize in a while. So right. Mike and Joe, you can. These are going to be a little different. They might be same. Nominated for Worst Film. You want me to put that up there? Uh, yes, please. Battle in Seattle. I just want to give Townsend like, his own award. Like, we gave... <laughs> like, um, Best Townsend's everything. Like, you just, like, rank his, like, acting. Like, the oh, worst boy. Townsend. Well, just, like, congratulations for having a career at all. Somehow, like, how did you do it? I don't... If he can do it, like, I'm so inspired by this dude. <laughs> Understand, like uh, tomorrow, I'm gonna write like five pages. Insane. <laughs> I'm also gonna nominate her for worst Charlize role as Ella in Battle in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Again, not necessarily her fault, but um, just a terrible role. Andre 3000 for best for rapper, sure. rapper turned actor. For sure. Do you want to nominate this for? This is one that we came up with, I think, last time in the, in the, in the Valley of Ella episode. Most dressed down appearance. I almost think that is not oh. worth it because she's not on screen enough to really qualify there, I don't think. Yeah, no, and when she, in the first half, she's really sort of dolled up and glamorous, and then the second half, she's mostly, like, in a hospital bed. Do you want to, you want to nominate this for Best Love Story? Because I feel like it's sort of up and down. I, I don't know I necessarily yeah. feel Best Love Story. No. No, I mean, that's the thing. Oh. Like, they had such a, they dropped the ball so hard with that side of the story with the cops, but, like, they had such a great chance with, with Woody and Charlize yeah. to really do yeah. something. Do you want to nominate best non-Charlize death for the baby? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to revisit that again. All right, let's, we'll skip that. that. line. I think, we can, I think let's respectfully skip this um, one. <laughs> best fight? Not really. Like, it's just um, sort of, like, it's generic got brawling. Really, I give it, I want to give it, I want to try and give it some credit for the action, because I think, like, it's genuinely hard to just choreograph that many people marching down a street, even if you're not filming it, like, if it's just a regular protest, so I wish we could do something, but it's just not, nah. there's just nothing to really call it on, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no yep. real category for that. Um, All I can say is, like, good action. It's, it's not as good as but, Fury Road, so... No, no, it's just for this. It's just for the sake of. I mean, how much he really knows how to shoot a guy walking down the street. I mean, that's yeah. what cool. it comes down to. Good job, Stuart Townsend. Best rapper or musician turned actor. We're gonna have Andre Benjamin, aka. I'm surprised when they were um, when they were like on the bus and he started singing. Like I thought for sure they he was gonna start singing one of his songs. Like, like they like, would like Rosa out. Parks or something. Something. Yeah, Miss Jackson. Or... Yeah. Best and worst roles other than him. I don't think there's anything really worth nominating there. No. Um, anything wanna, else? From the Charlize can... perspective of this that we should nominate. Okay. Good or bad? Anything else, um, or should we just move on to Channing? Yeah, I think we could just move on. This was a. There's there's not a lot to go on in this. All I right. wish I could give Ray Liotta some something. 
I mean, the poor guy. I just it. Oh, he he looks so lost in the middle of this whole movie. It just I love Ray Liotta. I, I think he's just playing like, a really good role of being the lost. Yeah, maybe he's mayor. nailing it because right, like he's the guy who's just like, um, so in confused. over his head. Yeah, right. Just has no idea how to delegate or how to mayor or do anything. They needed uh, Kyle MacLachlan mayor from. Portlandia in here to just like oh. snap his fingers and make shit happen. Yeah. So for Chamming, worst okay. film? Uh, sure. I think most disappointing over worst. We could do both. That's fine. Well, no, Is I there mean, like it's, a it's... smallest role category? No, I don't they're think all, we have it for role. sure. There's no small, also, like... Mike, there's no small roles, only small actors. Oh, yeah. True, 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 true. Would you rather have it in worst film? Because in most disappointing, we have Step Up and War of the Worlds. Worst film, we only have Havoc so far. I feel like this is closer to Havoc than yeah, Step true. Up. Yeah, true. True. Okay. The podcast was disappointing because we were hoping for this, like, you know, scenes of interactive. We could dissect scenes from two different angles, but no, not that. Yeah. yeah, damn. As a movie, it's not really disappointing. It's just bad. Yeah. Best shirtless scene, I'm going to say. I'm just we're sort of chronicling all of them. Battle in Seattle, shirtless and tatted in the locker room. Okay. Best fighting scene. Do we want to have that brawl in the on the street? No, I don't think so. That was like that was all right. It wasn't great. Best gun scene. This again is a scene where he's involved with a gun. Do we want to have a scene where uh, Woody Harrelson like yeah, I do like that. Shoots the and chases that Martin Henderson guy around. Yes. Okay. I like that. Um, Woody. I'm sorry. Woody Harrelson goes nuts. <laughs> battle in Seattle. And then best or worst non-shanning role, male or female. I don't think anybody anybody really qualifies for that for this. No, that's cool. fine by me. Any of your thoughts about Battle in Seattle for either awards or just sort of generic podcast discussion, or are we sort of good? I think we're good. I, I didn't think it was all that bad. It's pretty terrible. There's ways they could have made it better. <laughs> it wasn't zany enough for me to really like it, which is my biggest disappointment with the movie. So. I get it. I get it. My sentiment's pretty much the same. It's not balanced enough for my liking. Uh, it's way too lopsided, one-sided, and then it's just way too sort of self-important. I don't know. I just don't really... It just doesn't come across as realistic, unfortunately. I would love to see a well-made good movie about something like this, though, like about the two sides. Like, maybe if you did Occupy Wall Street movie or something like that, you know? Where yeah. You could get, I mean, that was a little more peaceful. There wasn't really like a riot or anything, but I mean, you know, fictionalize it even something. Uh, I'm down for a movie like this. Uh, but this isn't the movie. This isn't the one I want. <laughs> this yeah, I feel you. I don't like this one. It's fair. So since we last recorded our Magic Mike's episode, so okay, so for the for the Charlize fans out there listening, Joe and I do three podcasts. Mike has been on two of them so far. He will be, on, be the on, third, on the third one. Yeah, in a little bit for a whole while. Yeah. But so since we last recorded our well, last, well, episode, actually, yeah, Mikester's going to be on those episodes. Oh, so that's true. Technic technically. Oh yeah, that's right. Going. I forgot. <laughs> that's <laughs> Lewin too. <laughs> So since we last recorded our last episode of Magic Mike's, which was a guide to recognizing your saints, ragazzi, ragazzi. Uh, we released our boyfriend material episode of Lost River, a film in which Ryan Gosling is not in, but he wrote and directed. So just like this, again, you know, we were sort of disappointed, Joe, by that movie, but compared to this, that's like a masterpiece. So yeah, for a first film, uh, to be honest, I, like, I can't remember anything about Lost River now that I think about it. Well, it's just like you know, artsy beautiful. It's just like there's no oh, plot. Yeah, that's it's, right. You know, oh. what's it like, Joey? In comparison to Sunny or Manatai Chi, you know, the other two guys we've covered. Who Did Cage write Sunny? No, I don't think he. No, it was like a no. It was like a script that he had wanted to do. He was gonna be. He was gonna be Sunny. When oh he right, was a younger yes. actor. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. So he decided directing it. But just you know, as far as like. I don't know style or whatever. Like, how did how did uh, Gosling do? I mean, I love it. 
Uh, I don't love okay. the movie, but I love the style of the movie. It's I beautiful. Think... He he watched and he was in Drive and Only God Forgives and tried to make his version of it. Yeah, is what it it's feels very, like. It's very very reckony. Okay. okay, yeah, he was hanging out with Nick a little. Yep. And, uh... <laughs> yep. Yeah, got it. Cool. Um, so we released that episode. We released the Furious Seven episode. That one's for Paul. That yeah. actually is releasing right, as soon as we finish recording this one. I'm gonna put oh, that cool. out there to the world to listen to. So Joe, awesome. you can hear oh, it. Cool. I think it's a good episode. The awesome. next episode we're releasing is the boyfriend material episode of Only God Forgives. So talk about Refin. That's oh, cool. Firmly, Nicholas Winding Refin. It's good. It's good that we put them so close. I mean, that they came out so close together, so we could talk yep. about it in reference to Lost yep. River. So that's cool. And then the episode after that is our Fate of the Furious episode, ending lap one. Wow, I can't believe we already finished the first lap. Life comes at you fast. Fate of the Furious with Charlize Theron, another sort of crossover. Joe and I will be on Watch a Throne. I mean, I'm going to be on every Watch a Throne. I don't know why I'm saying it like it's a special thing for me to be on that show. Yeah. But Joe will be on Watch a Throne to talk about Fate of the Furious. For like the 90th time at that point. Yeah. And then when uh, Mikester is on, what are we calling the Ride Along lap? Um, yeah. We'll obviously talk about that on Too Fast, Too Forever. And then come back one month from today when we talk about She's the Man, a movie in which Channing's an athlete of some kind. Uh, Amanda Bynes is undercover as a man. So Yes. Cool. I'm excited. Cool, cool. Can I also throw in a plug real quick? Go for it. Go show? for it. Throw it. Third time's a charm. So uh, by the time this episode's out, uh, my episode four will have been released, which is Alien 3. Ooh. And I have the guys from Now and Again podcast. So Chris and Nico are on that episode. Nice. And uh, we had a really good time that night. And uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. So check that out. Awesome. Awesome. I'm excited for it. So for all things Watch the Throne, for all things Magic Mics, for all things Third Times of Charm, and everything, every show on our network, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find all the episodes. Again, this is going to be the same episode on both feeds but we've got catalogs of both shows so go check them out if you listen to one go check out the other if you listen to the other go check out the one so whatever yes. you need cageclub.me facebook.com slash cageclub at cageclubpod on twitter and instagram email us watch at cageclub.me for watch the throne and well, we know magic you get mics this far. at cageclub.me if you made it this far <laughs> on, for magic mics if you made it this far take a drink take a drink yeah. cageclub.me slash games for our games so there we go. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Mike Manzi. I'm Joe, too. Oh, man, that's so weird. It's going to be so different for both shows. And we'll see you next time on either Watch the Throne or Magic Mike's.